0: back, everyone, to the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and, as always, my very, very good friend, Kyron Morrison. How you doing, man? Oh, you know, we've, we've reached the end of the year. We have reached the end of the year. We had a little cheeky break last week, so sorry for that, but... <laughs> we had cheeky breaks, we were like, so what the what the hell are we doing? Yeah, like, yeah, and nothing, nothing really happened in the world, so we were like, oh, well, let's just... Let's call it quits and uh, come back next week and do a special episode, of Do a juicy one. Big old... Succulent. Big old boy. Um, Yeah, so we'll get into that very soon, but um, first of all, I just want to chat about some stuff that I've played this week. Just a couple of little things I've played. A couple of little indie things. Well, one not so indie, but... We'll get to that. Yeah, one is like the exact opposite of indie. Yeah, Joel. it's really, Jeez. really. It's like the yeah, the, the anti indie. But um, <laughs> uh, so first of all, I played a game called Drive, Drive, Drive on the PlayStation Four. I believe it's also on PC as well. Um, potentially on Xbox One. I'm not sure. Um, it's a it's an arcade racing game, which I've been lacking in this year, but it's a little bit different. So this uh, has a unique mechanic where you control multiple cars at the same time. Now stay with me on this one because it's really, really strange to say the least. Uh, So basically what you do is you switch from one track to the other while you're controlling one car. You control one car, then you might get that into first place and you switch to another track and control that car and try and get it to first place while you're not controlling those cars the uh as the game puts it the the other cars are being the, those cars are being controlled by very very dumb ai so they're doing stupid stuff that are dropping you back in ranks so it's almost like a management game where you've got to try and switch between different tracks and uh try and keep your cars in a steady position um uh, to to win the race and there's a very like a various different winning conditions so from having like the uh, overall aggregate of positions so like you know if you became first place over three tracks so if you got three tracks running you become first in all of those um you would get a score of three because that would be the total of first places that you got or th- of places that you got but if you became like first second and third that'd be a total of six because it, all of that added up would be six Uh, and there are other ones for like points for like smashing into cars which fills your boost as well um
1: and i just thought it was really interesting
0: i've tooled around with it for a little while it's got like a campaign mode where you just got like you know a whole bunch of different tracks i think 50 different tracks you can go through and then there's like a a harder version what you unlock once you finish those um and yeah it was kind of cool i had a lot of fun the trophy list is really funny as well it's just like they've taken the first letter of each word and like swapped it around so it's like it's like knuck and futs. That's not one of the trophies, but that's like an example of what it would be like, you know. Um, so that was kind of fun. I uh, I dropped uh, some cash on that last week and had a fun fun old time with that one. Um, I also bought last night a game called Deep Dungeons of Doom. I haven't had a lot of time in this game, but what I've played i have been really impressed by. Uh, it's by Bossa Studios. Now, if you've heard that name before, but can't quite put your finger on it. That might be because it's uh, the guys who are responsible for things such as I Am Bread and Surgeon Simulator. Um, So some pretty interesting and out-there types of games, but this is a kind of a more traditional type of game for them. Um, It's a dungeon crawler of sorts, um, really sweet pixel art, uh, and it's basically... I'm playing on mobile. so the the right hand side is attack. The left hand side is block. Uh, and you go through various various rooms. And to go through those rooms, you swipe up. So once you finish, you beat up, like uh, an enemy in a room, you take all the loot from it, you swipe up and it goes to the next room. and it sort of like moves up like an elevator almost. Um, it's really cool, like you've got to pay attention to like the attack patterns of enemies, so like figure out when they're going to attack. So when you should block, or if you can, like, maybe get an attack in before they attack, which does, I think, double damage. Um, there's also things like items and uh, gear that you can use. Uh, it's really interesting. It's got a storyline through it all with like cutscenes. Um, I'm really enjoying it, uh, but the game warned me that like, I got to a certain point last night, which is sort of almost, I guess, the uh, the tutorial of sorts. That um, there's like, okay, from now on, the game gets hard. And that was basically what <laughs> oh. it said. At least it gave him a heads up. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, with a game called Deep Dungeons of Doom, I guess you kind of expect that. Um, but it's really, really cool. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm eager to jump back into it. Um, I'm heading back to Bendigo tomorrow night uh, for Christmas. So that's probably going to be what I'm going to be playing over the Christmas break. Uh, that and my next game that I'll be talking about. Um, and it's 99 cents on the App Store at the moment. It's on sale for Christmas. So... Because I think all of Bossa Studios stuff is on sale at the moment. Um, but that in particular, I it popped up on one of my random blog sites that I read. And I was like, yeah, I'll have a look into that. And I had a look into it. And it looks really interesting. So I took the plunge. And I do not regret it for a dollar. Um, can't go wrong. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, at least go and check out some videos. There's plenty of videos online and trailers and whatnot. So uh, it's called Deep Dungeons of Doom. But Kyron. The big one that I've been playing this week that I dropped some cash on, um, is Super Mario Run, <clears throat> Nintendo's first foray into the mobile market. Well, not really their first. Well, well, their first actual game. So it had me Tomo. Yeah, so like me Tomo was a a thing that happened, um, which was interesting, but the drop off was quite quick. Um. But this is a bit more of a traditional game, I guess. So it's it's a it's a runner game, which a dime a dozen, literally on the uh, on the App Store. Um, but I don't know. There's something about this game; it's really really interesting. But just to break it all down for for the listeners out there that might not have heard of it, um, it is a Mario game on mobile. Uh, it's a runner, so Mario automatically runs to the right. Uh, you tap the screen and he jumps. You tap and hold it and he jumps higher. You tap it while he's in the air and he does like the stall, like he does in uh, like New Super Mario Bros. Um, you can wall jump as well. So, and it's all about collecting coins and progressing your way through the levels. So, there's three different modes in the game. The first mode is uh, uh, Mario Tour, which is uh, your stock standard basic Mario experience that you would expect from a, a side scrolling Mario game. It's got six worlds. Each world has three levels and a boss. Um, there are coins to collect. There are pink coins. And when you get all the pink coins, they unlock the purple coins. When you get all the purple coins, they unlock the black coins. And they're all in different spots. So, And uh, increasingly harder difficulties as well. So it sort of uh, encourages that replayability factor to it. Uh, which I really like. Uh, the second mode is uh, Toad Rally which is sort of the, I guess, the asynchronous multiplayer part of the game. Um, But it's interesting the way they handle it. So you pay a toad ticket, um, which is sort of like a currency, I guess, you get in the game. Um, And you can pick from a list of people that it gives you, and you can challenge them to steal their toads, basically. Now, the way toads work are they're all different colours. You can use them to unlock different buildings. Um which is really cool. So it's like cosmetic stuff, stuff that you can like adorn your uh, mushroom kingdom, which I'll get to shortly with. Um, and there are also ways to unlock other characters, other playable characters in the game. So, so far I have uh, Toad, I have Peach, I have Yoshi, and I have the most important of all, Luigi. Um, Do you keep telling yourself that? No, I will. I'm I'm okay. I'm a okay. big advocate for Luigi. Um, Just remember, the year of Luigi is over. Okay, it lives on in my heart, Karen. Uh-huh. It will live yeah, on okay. forever in my heart. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. So it's uh. Yeah. So you go through like a almost like a slightly remixed version of the stages from the get the uh, the the tour version. Um, and yeah, you you sort of have like a little ghost of the other person of based on the way that they played their runs in that certain level. So it sort of collects data on how you would play and sort of sends it to the cloud, I guess. Um, and it's all about style points. So it's all about doing, you know, take instead of going the safe route, going the sort of the more, you know, risky route and uh, doing tricks and uh, jumping a lot more and doing a lot more stored uh, jumps and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, It's a lot of fun and it's definitely the mode that I've been playing the most um, because I wanted to collect all the different, try and get all the playable characters for starters. There's one more that I haven't unlocked yet, which is Toadette. Um, And they all, uh, having said that, they all play differently as well. So kind of like in Super Mario Bros. 2, they all play differently. So Mario is traditional Mario. Um, Luigi jumps higher. Peach has her sort of like hover. She can float um toad is supposed to move a lot quicker um and it's very 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 subtle uh and yoshi has his sort of like struggle jump uh and i don't know what Toadette's is i haven't actually looked into it yet so uh it's a lot of fun and the third mode is uh, kingdom so mushroom kingdom it's basically you can build your own mushroom kingdom so the the hub world that you have at the start you can Decorate it however you want. I have a Christmas tree and like a snow globe at the moment because I had like Christmas stuff. Um, and you can put in buildings for all your toads to live in. You can put like like uh, like Mario brick coin bricks. You can have like question blocks that actually give that give you actual rewards over a certain period of time. Um, and there are, are some bonus uh, Toad House games as well. And there's two or three extra pipes that have like extra courses that are like super difficult um and yeah you use you collect all the toads that you use in toad rally to to unlock them uh i've had a lot of fun with it it's not a game that the first few days i sat down and played it like i would sit and play it for like two or three hours at a time just while i was watching podcasts or or like youtube videos or whatever um but it's since then it's been a game that like on my break at work when i've only got half an hour I'll go outside. I'll sit down with like a drink, and I'll play for twenty-five minutes, and just like yep, cool. Have a lot of fun, and it's super simple gameplay, easy to pick up, hard to master. All those kind of like cliche things. Um, now the downside to it, I guess you could say, is that well, there's a couple. It's always on internet connection. You always need to be connected to the internet to play. Um. For, Nintendo said, for security reasons. Um, Stop piracy. I don't know. There's a lot of different things that they've thrown out. The reasons why they've made it that. Um, Strange. I haven't noticed a spike in my data usage usage from uh, playing it. Um, It's a relatively small download to start off with. I think it's like 400 meg, 500 meg. Um, And also, it is a free download. Uh, But with that free download, you get the first three levels of uh, the tour mode and you get to play 20 seconds of the boss mode, uh, the boss of that first world. Uh, I think you get access to a limited version of Toad Rally and I think you can still do some of the kingdom building stuff. Uh, But if you want the full experience, it will cost you and it will cost you $15 Australian, which is pretty steep for the App Store, I will give it that. I mean, we say that, but I still
1: maintain the App Store has basically destroyed how people exactly. value games on their yeah. mobile phones.
0: So I agree. No. I, I absolutely agree. Because, um, uh, and some would argue that the game is very simplistic and it's not a lot of game there. Um, I would have to disagree. I, I mean, the, that Toad Rally mode is enough for me to keep going back to it constantly. Um, and I'm not normally a person who's like a score attack person, but that added incentive of getting stuff to build out my kingdom um, definitely makes me want to go back to it. Uh, I, look, it's... The, the pluses in the game, it's super... Like, the production values in the game are super high. Like, it's great. Um, and you expect that, I guess, from a Nintendo game, like a first-party Nintendo game. Um, like, I'm of well, it. it's the new Super Mario Bros. art style, which is yeah, still I get my that. least favourite Mario art style. I get that, but, like, I mean, it's... It, it looks really nice on my on my iPhone seven, uh, my seven plus. Like it looks, it just pops. Um, all the music and the sound effects are just on point as usual. Um, the gameplay itself is good. Like it's really fun. It's that's it delivers on what the, the the game said in all the trailers and all the the promotional stuff leading up to it. You could play it while you're on the on the train on the tram, like you know, standing up with one hand you could play it while you're shoving a cake into your face like shigeru momoto did in that video as well but um yeah it's it's one button just press the the bottom of the screen which is um the screen real estate is good too so that like the top two-thirds of the screen is like the game you're watching mario run and interact and collect coins and whatnot um and the bottom half is pretty much blocked out uh to to do with a theme to that level. So if it's like, you know, the first sort of like, you know, the sunny Mario level, it's like the the ground underneath. Um, But that's your tapping area, basically. So it's not obstructing anything while you're, like, that you can see with Mario. Um, uh, It's it's really, really good. I think it's great. I think it's it's, a lot of people are a bit poo-pooing it. Just because of A, the price, and B, what's involved when you pay the price. Um, and I think Nintendo have said they're not going to add stuff to it, which is strange because just today they added a friendly mode to Toad Run. So you can play um, up to five times a day after certain things if you pay for the whole game and stuff. You can challenge a friend in your friends list um, to a friendly round of Toad Rally. So you can... it None of the Toads you collect... Uh, will be added to your toad collection. Um, none of the coins you get. Um, it's basically just a bragging rights thing, friend to friend. So you can try and outbeat, uh, outrun them, essentially. Which is good. Um, I think the potential to add stuff in the future is definitely there. And I think if they don't do that, it's a bad move. Because um, you were saying about how you, you were saying you don't like it's the new Super Mario Bros. art style. I, I, in my mind, I imagine like the the next six worlds. It's like you know, all right, cool. We're going Super Mario Bros. three style, um, just for those worlds. So when you're playing the levels, like in the Kingdom, it's still all new Super Mario Bros. and whatnot. But at least the levels themselves um, are that style. Uh, Here's the thing, though. Like Nintendo mostly
1: wants this out there so that you think of Mario when the Switch comes out. Absolutely, yep. So I mean, if I don't add to it, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: That's yeah I, I think like you know i think it was just a it was a rumor or, or a like you know an insider had said something about nintendo weren't planning on adding anything to it but i think that's a i think that's highly unlikely and i think it's a bad move if they do th- do that um but i guess we'll see in the the weeks to come um but yeah i i if you like you're curious in it the game is free to download. You can check it all out. And this brings me back to a, a point about mobile games that I really like. I've said on this podcast multiple times that, that the way that I think that free-to-play and and the app store, like, you know, microtransaction thing should go is the way that they do it in Super Mario Run. Albeit the, the price to pay to get in is a little bit higher. Um, but it's exactly the way that I think it should be done. You get access to pretty much the whole game or a snippet of that game for free and at the end of that he's like do you like what you played?" then drop some cash on it if you don't delete it off your phone by all means um i'd, I'd like to see a lot more like premium games on on mobile do that especially because i play a lot of mobile games so um i mean two of the three games that i've played this week that i spoke about were, were mobile games essentially um uh, deep dungeons of doom is on steam but uh, yeah, like, I think it's good. I think it's a really good thing. I think it's an interesting first game step for, for Nintendo. I'm excited to see where they go from here with Super Mario Run and their future, uh, prospects. I mean, you know, there's that Fire Emblem, whatever that they're working on and, uh, and, uh, Animal Crossing as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they go, but, uh, that's all I've been doing this week. Pretty much. I playing that Overwatch. I'm at the Elite Four in Pokemon. more am almost there. Slowly getting there. Chipping away at it. <laughs> you get there one day, man. I will. I will. Karin, have you played anything this week you wanted to talk about? Or well, the last no, two not, weeks? Not really, really. It's just been uh,
1: more Final Fantasy XV and I finished The Last Guardian. And Oof. if you don't oh, play The Last Guardian, then there's something wrong with you. That's all I I'll say about that. I need that. to
0: play it. I need to play it. I really need to play that game. It's high on my priority list. That and fifteen are pretty high up on my list at the moment. Um, so hopefully I'll get. Hopefully Sandra will leave me a copy of one of them under my tree. But we'll see. We'll find out. All right, Karen. Shall we? Shall we get into it? I mean, I guess. Yeah, let's do it. So our our final episode of the year. Um is gonna be our game of the year episode. Surprise, I mean, surprise. Since since everyone's doing it. Yeah, I mean everyone yeah, everyone has to do it. You kinda have to, I guess. Even when you don't have a podcast, if you're just talking with your friends, you, you kinda have like an unofficial like game of the year that you oh, yeah. sort of discuss. So I mean it why not? It's it's fun, it's a good excuse to look back on the year that was. Um I mean twenty sixteen was a pretty good year for games. Um Garbage for most other things in life, but <laughs> oh yeah, v- for sure. video games was the pretty fucking good. Yeah, at least our distraction and cherished hobby. Exactly, it was gave the- us something
1: to look forward to when the real world was a dumpster fire.
0: Absolutely, yeah, it was the pure escapism that video games were created for. Um All right, shall we? Shall we launch into our list, Skirt? So we, we've got okay. So we have we have a top six each of our personal games. Um Now I can th- hear you wondering why not a top five or a top 10? Well, it's because we originally set out it's to do a top five. Well, well, no, to be fair, it was both of us. Uh, it was just that you mentioned it and I was like, well, hang on. Um, we were going to do a top five list and then we both had like one extra game that we were like, it's just on the outside. And Kyron <laughs> said, it, uh... yeah, Kyron was like, oh, this other another game I can't really kick out. And I'm like, well, I've got an extra one as well. Should we just do a top six list? And we're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. So, um, I mean, Kyrie, I've spoken a lot in the last 10, 15 minutes, so do you want to kick us off with your list? I mean,
1: I mean, sure. We'll start with me. I feel like it's
0: only fair. Mine's in no
1: particular order. Okay. Because that's just the safest way to play it. Right. Picking six games was so hard this year. Oh, yeah. There are so many that I wanted to put that just didn't quite make my list, and I feel so bad because none of these are indie games. And I played a lot of good indies this year. Yeah. Uh, there was a really.
0: Ho- uh, I got you covered with Indies. It's fun.
1: Holy shit! AAA was just. It was just on point this year as well.
0: It really was. It was a
1: return to form. It was just what mm. a year for both AAA and indie games. Yep. Uh I mean, very no particular order, but we'll start off with the two games that I was really umming and over which one to keep and which to kick because I couldn't pick. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got Uncharted Four, obviously. Right. Excellent. It's a wonderful narrative game. Crafted by Naughty Dog, some of the best set pieces in an action game out there. Stunning, yep. With uh, a story and performances that I actually really cared about, surprisingly, mm. and just a really good send off for Nathan Drake. More oh, than anything God, else, God yes. God yes. And just man, Elena's performance was so good as well.
0: Just on point. I mean, everyone's was, but Elena's yeah. was a standout in that game. It's just poor.
1: Yeah, Jesus. and there are so many scenes I'll never forget. Now, like even just my favorite one will always just be just on the couch at towards the start of the game. Oh, fantastic! That entire, that entire chapter, like coming down from downstairs after having you shoot out with your little oh, nerf gun. It was
0: so good. And seeing all like the bits and pieces from like these past adventures. Yeah, oh, it was just like a a trip down memory lane. It was great. So that obviously had to be
1: in my list because it it was it was special. It yep. nearly didn't make it when we had it, when oh. we had a top five because it was it was locked in combat with Overwatch. Ah, of course. Blizzard's multiplayer-only shooter, which took the entire world by storm. Yeah, it was, yeah, insane. It was It was less of a huge, like, the main reason that obviously it took the world by storm was it got people into competitive shooters. Uh, I had prior to, the, to wit played, you know, my fair share of some Battlefield and some Call of Duty and all that. But yeah. It was the first one to really sink its hooks into me, I think.
0: I think you and I both were like, you know, the only times we really played first person shooters was for the single player aspect. And if it was mainly a multiplayer focused shoot up, we were like, eh, we're gonna be shit at it, so why bother? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So
1: Blizzard's colourful shooter was amazing and I had to I had to put it in here. But that's the thing, it was so close. Like either either Overwatch wasn't in the list or Uncharted wasn't in the list. So oh. basically I convinced all to make it a top six so I could have yep. both.
0: Yep. And to, to the fact that you, that that's kicking off your your like you know which one of these would I have to have kick out like that's insane like I'm, ugh, oh, I'm,
1: I'm sure a lot of people will roll their eyes heavily at my next choice. <laughs> I don't even care. Come at me. You may not agree with how this game was released, but uh, Fire Emblem Fates. Yep, is my next one. Just because, I mean, it seems unfair to say it like this, but I don't know, I bought the Special Edition. That was like three games, three Fire Emblem games of value right there. Exactly. Like, you know. Like $120. That's that's pretty good if you look at it like that, though. But, I mean, that also sort of feels like cheating, I guess, in a way, because it's like, well, that's three games on my list right there. But, I don't know, they, they tell a complete story, which is why some people might be rolling their eyes, because you can buy them separately... But it gets pretty expensive. Like, if I'm being honest, the only reason I have all three is because I bought the special edition. Right. So if if that's not feasible for you, I can understand why you'd be like, how dare you put that on the list. But you know what? I put like 300, 400 hours into these three games. Yeah, right. And granted, I think it was Birthright wasn't, wasn't that great, but Conquest, which was the, essentially the hard mode one, Man, that that game gets intense with some of the the missions you got to do and how it mixes up the the mission objectives. The cast of characters were great. I love. I still love like mix and matching
0: my couples to breed my own little hybrid children. Yeah. So that's the thing. I I'm terrible at turn based strategy games, and I want to like them. I I really do. I want to be able to like these games, but I just can't because I'm terrible at them. But I, and this especially because it has that sort of like. Persona esque dating like sim element to it as well that Yeah, the- like
1: there is some genuinely funny sequences like that happen between characters in this. So I feel like the localization team had a lot of fun with it, which always helps with a like, you know, with a Japanese game or whatever whatever if a game that's localized into English, like sometimes the localizations can be a bit humdrum and yep. you know. Eh, like they kind of just played it safe, but there's a lot of stuff in this that made me laugh. And that that's great. Add into that, like, how hooked I was. I'm just like, ah, it's another turn. And then, I don't know, a character would die and I would save Scum because I am not letting anyone die. <laughs> on Fire Emblem. No one dies. So I would, especially in Conquest, I would spend a good three or four hours on a single mission just because I'm like, no, no one dies. It need to be perfect. Just reset. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. We'll do it right this time. Yep. Uh, but yeah, like, obviously Fire Emblem's, one of my favourite franchises. So when Fates dropped, I'm like, well, this is obviously going to be on my list at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, of course, so, yeah. yeah. I expect nothing less from you, Kyron.
1: Look, if you've got a 3DS and you like turn-based strategy, I would say track down a copy of at least Birthright if you're not, if you're kind of new to the series, because that's everything. thing. They kind of cater to all people. Like, Birthright, if you're new, is good. Mm. If you like a challenge, Conquest is really good. And the final one, which is Revelations, sort of is like a mixture of both. So... You know, they've got their bases covered in that area.
0: Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it was an interesting choice to release, but, I like, I mean, you know, props to them for trying something out, and uh, at least, like, the storylines were kind of, I guess, you know, paired with each
1: other. <laughs> well, I, again, like, without spoiling too much, like, each story is sort of its own, but let's be honest, like, because, so in Birthright, you side with one family, and in Conquest, you side with another family, and revelations kind of mixes it up a bit uh again it depends on what you're really going for like it will change which game you prefer the narrative of but mm-hmm. being with the bad guy family i guess the bad guy family in air quotes yep. in conquest was the one that i found the most interesting right yeah uh but then we move on to the the top three man yep. a lot of my games came from japan which makes me so happy
0: yeah yeah So it i mean you were saying before about localization i i feel like this year's been a really good year for localization the amount of yeah, times we've been. said that in 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 episodes like you know with like like uh uh paper mario color splash and oh, something else as well that we've said where it's like right. Oh the localization was brilliant like i really enjoyed the localization in tokyo mirage sessions
1: right yeah of course uh but anyway, let's not get... I, I, you're just reminding me of games that I wish I had on this list.
0: Yeah, I just I was thinking uh, but that. But still,
1: without getting onto it too much, we'll go on to four. Number four is Dark Souls 3. Lovely. Which is basically... Like, it's everything that I loved about Dark Souls 1. They took, they basically took a lot of that, like, scooped up a little pinch of Bloodborne and, like, flicked it into the bowl and mixed it in. Yep. And, like, it's... the Dark Souls 1 is obviously my favourite. It has the most impact still. It was the one that hooked me right but Dark Souls 3 is definitely the most
0: refined it was yeah like I I mean this was my first Dark Souls game I mean I that's not true I I had played two leading up yeah, to it I, I saw you play some Dark Souls 2 Joel yeah oh yeah you did <laughs> it fun. did not go so well oh boy um you you caught me at a bad time with that one <laughs> um but yeah this, this was my first sort of like you know real foray into into Dark Souls and and seeing it out to the end as well. And I really enjoyed it as well.
1: It's really, it's really, it's great. Like, the mm. game challenges you, like, it pushes back when you think you've got it on the ropes. It's like, ah, fuck you, mate, I, I got this enemy now and it's going to yeah. ruin you. And you're like, cool, that's fine. I'll just, I'll find a way to work around it. It always felt, I mean, I think out of all of them, it wasn't super hard, but there were a couple of bosses that were just so amazing I didn't care. Oh, yeah. And there was some stuff it did lore-wise. Like, you could say... You could argue that maybe it went a bit too heavily on some Dark Souls 1 stuff, but I think Mm. it did it just enough to manipulate my emotions and my motivation at certain key points in the game. Right. And, like... uh, I'm not sure if it counts as a spoiler, but if this is, like, the culmination of Dark Souls, like, if this is as far as it goes, and From Software maybe pursues different avenues for the Souls series in the future... Yep. Like... To have that last boss fight against the soul of Cinder. And it was right. it was basically the embodiment of every Dark Souls build in like a single fight. Like that yeah. was just it was beautiful. I loved it. And in that particular area where you fight, like goddamn.
0: It was um yeah, it was it was good. I really enjoyed it. I still personally think I like Bloodborne more, and it's for the same reason why you like Dark Souls One so much, is because that was the game that hooked me into from software and those games, so... it's usually
1: it's usually the first one you play is the one you like the most. Yeah, exactly. I played Dark Souls 2 first. Well, nothing rough. personal. Dark Souls two, like Scholar of the First Sin, is amazing, but Vanilla Dark Souls two was kind of not not great. But uh, but yeah, so Dark Souls three is up there. Obviously, again, it's one of those games that if you haven't played any of them, I would say check it out because yeah. of how the games are built. Like you don't have to worry about Dark Souls one and two. Like they're not that important. It, no, no. If no. you want to care like there is there's a lot of good reading in there you can go deep with go, those you can go digging you can go yeah. digging and you can uncover some really interesting stuff uh now <laughs> two and one huh Joel they oh Karen these, these ones
0: I mean out I had of nowhere feeling, left field
1: yeah I mean I had a feeling they were going to be on my mind but I didn't think they'd actually top the list because you know they came out like a month ago
0: yeah exactly and also too there was a lot of waiting for these games and 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 a lot of expectations that uh lofty expectations that it had to uphold
1: yeah for sure so again this is in no particular order and these are the two i wanted to stress it on the most because oh man they're like they're like both winners for me right so number two is final fantasy 15 of course. The the culmination of like 10 years of waiting. I still remember being in high school, watching that original Versus 13 trailer with all yeah. the weird flying swords and crystals and stuff and being like, man, I cannot
0: wait to play this game. Turns mm. out I had to wait like I, 10 years. I'm pretty sure I was watching that trailer with you and I was like, oh, this looks cool. I've never played... <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Why it has it got all those great. swords flying yeah. around? What's happening? I think by that point I'd seen Advent Children. And I uh, was kind of I was kind of in, into it then. You were kind of into the flying swords. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of into the flying swords. I mean it's hard not to be with flying swords, but uh yeah, like I uh, it's uh, the 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 weight is over and the verdict is current.
1: Yeah, like I said I, I spoke about it pretty lengthily a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it obviously isn't a perfect game. It has some issues with pacing and how it sort of delivers the story to you in the last half of the game. And there's one chapter in particular that is a bit long. But right. the more I think about that game, the more I remember all the good stuff, like, just more. Like, the four main characters who I really got attached to. Yep. Uh, there's an incredible scene that you get when you finish the game that it it hit me pretty hard, which was really yep. cool. Because uh, Sean has asked us a question, Joel. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about it again later. But I just want to say that the way this game develops characters outside
0: of cutscenes is fantastic from what i've seen yeah that's the one thing that's made me actually want to play that game like, there are that- so
1: many little bits of dialogue that they'll say and it'll just help you piece together their characters a little bit more as well as like the cutscenes offering decent insight into them as characters as well yep it's just such a good way to do it the music like it hands down has my favorite soundtrack this year like the soundtrack is incredible right uh combat is just so much fun like i've finished the story at this point point. But I'm hacking through all the post-game content just because I just I love fighting enemies. If I see a pack of enemies, I'm like, I'm gonna take you down with my ridiculously huge two-handed sword and my lance and my broadsword. And you know what? I have got a fire bomb as well, so I'll throw that out. Why not? The summons are ridiculous, just incredible. Like it's a really good game. It, if you're a fan of Final Fantasy, play it because you probably already have, have. If you probably already friend, have yeah. it, it. i mean there were some final fantasy fans who weren't convinced oh fair enough and um but if you're new to final fantasy i would also say check it out Excellent. again that's i'm happy me. to concede like issues with the story but and that's where it gets tricky like because they've already said they're gonna be patching it going forward so do you right. wait for the complete version of play it now i say play it now because i still think the ending as it stands is worth getting to okay but yeah just a great game well awesome. done, Square Enix! Can't believe it. You pulled it off, you crazy bastards. They, yeah. Well, you know,
0: they, they paid off, I guess. Yeah, like Ten it's years. it's
1: nice to know that I can be excited for Final Fantasy again. It's like when we found out we could be excited for Star Wars again. That's how it feels, right? For me.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's a really good comparison. Yeah, that's that's very true. I mean, we all went into to Force Awakens being very, oh god, like, I hope it's good. Yeah, and like I, I know it's going to be good, but oh, I don't think so. Oh, it could pre- still have gone me. wrong. <laughs> yeah, and it seems yeah the same thing with with fifteen. Everyone wanted to believe, or most people wanted to believe, and whether or not they ended up believing or not is another story. But like it seems like it's paid off.
1: Yeah, like it's yeah it's just nice to know that I can look forward to the when Square Enix goes final, like Final Fantasy sixteen is coming. Bleh, I'll be like, all right, come <laughs> in. I'll buy it. PlayStation Five.
0: Yeah, mm.
1: PS Six, maybe we'll see. Yeah,
0: wow, well, that's true. you got to skip a console generation, don't we?
1: Yeah, like even if, like take as long as you need, Square because fifteen shows that you don't need to pump them out like thirteen. Okay, you can take your time. Right, of course. Just, you know, just chill with that. You don't have to put out a game every year or like two years. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> uh, and then number one again, no particular order, but Last Guardian. Yeah, the, the other game that we waited like nearly ten years for, I think. Yeah. And now a PS3. Apparently, wasn't running properly on PS3, so eventually they were like, yeah, it's a PS4 game now. And then it yep. kind of went quiet again. And then there was all this talk about Sony had, like, we're getting all these studios on board to help finish the game. Ugh. But all that aside, it's out now. And it's it's incredible as well. Just like 15. I've, I've been saying the word incredible a lot. But It's I just the that...
0: year. It's an incredible yeah. year, so
1: it's, it's hard not to say it. Like, I don't really know how else to describe Last Guardian without spoiling it too much, because so right. much of what is great about that game is is honestly going to be found by playing it and, like, yep. letting letting yourself just get sucked into that world, because tri- Trico, I wish I had a Trico. I, like, if, you, if you had a pet, or if you have a pet, like, I think you'll really enjoy Last Guardian.
0: I'm already, I, I've, I've seen, like, just, like, looking at bits and pieces of the game and just seeing Trico move around. It already reminds me of one of my cats and I'm already, I'm already invested from just watching like a couple <laughs> of trailers. Like I'm already like, I'm in, I need this game, but I just haven't had a chance to pick it up yet. And I really, really, really want to play that game. Yeah, Like I said earlier, I,
1: I finished it and I won't spoil the ending. Uh, I I don't want to say, it didn't end the way I thought it would. Let's put it that way. That's what I'm hoping. That's I, I'm glad. I enjoyed it a lot. And I'm like, it, it was kind of nice. It didn't end the way I thought it was going to end. Right. But yeah, the animations and stuff, and you can, you can still sort of tell it's meant to be a PS3 game, but I just enjoyed it that damn much. I didn't care. Like petting Trico for like a good 20 minutes just because I can. And like the yep. the little boy, like whispers stuff to him as you're patting him. <laughs> and Trico will like, look back at where you're patting him. And it's just like, I oh, love it. There are like little glowing barrels you can feed him. And at first, yeah. he will, like, you have to, like, put him in front of him, and he'll eat him himself after, like, pouring at it a couple of times. Yep. But by the end, you can throw him to him, and he'll eat it. Or if you're holding it in your hand, he'll eat it out of your hands. It's just... I
0: oh, love I want a Trico oh. so bad. <laughs> but just to go back on saying about, like, you know, Imperfections, it's still a great game, and, and same with 15. Like, it's, it seems to be that that's, that's a... I think that's a better testament to a game. It's like, if if the game is still good... All things aside, if the game is still great and it still leaves a lasting impression with you, that's still that's that to me is a, a, a high class game, one of the greats, Kyron. <laughs> one of the greats. Some would say one well, of the greats. I, I,
1: I am confident that every game in my top six is one of the greats. Yeah, solid, solid list, man. Yeah, like I said, it was so hard. There are so many games I that I couldn't. I just wanted to put. I wanted. I still want to say their names, but I won't because.
0: It. yeah i've got a couple even just since we started recording i'm just like yeah oh, fuck oh, i just the-
1: keep thinking of them i'm like all oh, right i played this game outside of the year i played this yep. one a month ago and it's just there's so many oh uh, yeah
0: oh boy oh boy. You know, that, is, that is enough out of me joel let's let's hear your six okay so i i i'm gonna go from lowest to highest so from six to one um i did rank them uh it i'm super happy with my list i played i've got uh, three indies and three triple a's uh and i'm super happy with all of these games uh, like you said kind of so many more things that i played this year that were so good that i forgot about um i played a lot of indie games this year and i had the time of my life doing so i just so many interesting and 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 new uh Concepts and ideas that were thrown around, and I'm I'm so happy that I got to play some of them, and some of them are featured in this list. But I'll kick it off. Uh, number six, I've got Oxenfree. Um, so Oxenfree was uh, is, a, is like a, a side-scrolling narrative-based, uh, like choice-based game. Uh, I guess you could call it a horror game. I'd maybe. almost call it maybe more of a just like a supernatural thriller because it yeah. was never really like scary when I played right. it. There are a couple of there's a couple of jump jumpy jumpy bits, but it's never like yeah. It's very much in the vein of sort of like those like 80s adventure horror, I guess. You or could call you could it. say more recently, Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like Stranger Things, and I think I played that before. I think I played I finished it just before Stranger Things came out, so it's like a it, I sort of bookend. Uh, each other with them, so it was, it sort of, it was a nice sort of pairing. Um, but yeah, it was really, really great. I love the art style. Um, I love the fact that it took a little getting used to, but like all the dialogue choices are made real time. So it's not like in, say, like Walking Dead or any of the Telltale games where someone will say, "Hey, Karen, did you want to go over here or did you want to go over there?" And then your character would stop and sort of look around, yeah, just sort of stand there quietly. Yeah, as, it's like hmm, as you sort of figure out what you want to say. <laughs> It was, uh, it was cool to see, like, you know, you could cut people off. so You could like, have a it, conversation, basically. Yeah, exactly. It felt more natural. And it, it was a little tricky to get used to at first. And, like, there were a couple of times where I didn't say anything or I pressed the wrong button because I was trying to read everything while I was listening. You still had to do, like, two or three things at once while you were playing that game. Um, but once I got the hang of it, it was really great. And, yeah, like, it felt really natural. Um, and I really liked all the characters in the game. I actually kind of want to go back to it and maybe tool around with a couple of different things to see if I can get a different outcome. Cause I have heard that there are different, out- not super different outcomes, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all about, you know, you're a bunch of teenage kids in exploring this Island at the, at the finished school. And it's part of your tradition to go and hang out on this Island. And it's apparently haunted and all this sort of stuff. And then, uh, adventure begins from there. <sighs> it gets, li- gets a little weird. It gets really weird. I liked it. I really did. Um, good soundtrack as well. It's worth Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, by scientific, I think it is. The one with the letters missing. It's scientific without the vowels, yeah. yeah. It's scientific. <laughs> um, scientific. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Really great. So, yeah, number six, Oxenfree. Top work. Um, and then Night, Drive, Night School Studios also did the Mr. Robot game, which is also really good. Uh, number five, I have got super hot now super hot oh man i forgot i almost forgot about super hot and i when i remembered i was like oh it would be a crime not to put this on my list because i fucking adore this game um so super hot uh is a first person shooter a little bit of a spin on it uh it's basically timely moves when you move um it moves very very slowly if you stay if you stand still but um Yeah, so time only moves when you move. It's very stylized. All all the bad guys are red. Uh, Everyone else is like a shade of white. Um, And the story, like I was hooked just on the gameplay. Like that was the thing that sold the game to me. I was like, this is a really interesting concept. Um, And it almost plays like a puzzle game where you've got to try and plan your run through each of the levels um, and try and dodge strategically around... Uh, the enemy's bullets or their attacks and then attack back and um, knock a gun out of their hands and then grab it midair and then shoot the guy across the room. Um, and the cool thing about it is, so you, you go through your run, you you go through the level and when you finish the level, um, it shows your run in real time and you look like the baddest motherfucker in the world. It is so cool. Like it's like something out of like a crazy action set, like a, a mind blowing action scene from a movie. Um, and it, yeah, it, the amount of times I'd finish a level and see that like full speed run and I'd just go, oh my God, oh, oh wow, I did that? Um, it was really mind-blowing. But on top of that, it also added in like a storyline, to uh, like an overall arcing storyline to this, this game within a game of, of sorts um, that I loved. And the way that it ended, again, no spoilers, but... If you are morbidly, like, curious about Super Hot, I implore you to go and play it. It is, it is on, it's on PC, it's on, um, Xbox One. Unfortunately, we haven't got it on PlayStation 4 yet, but hopefully. So, it is, is it, it is on Xbox One, is it? It's on Xbox One, yeah. It came out a few months ago, yeah. I'll have to buy it on Xbox One then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, you, you should absolutely buy it. It's so it's, good. Yeah, it's one of the games this year that everyone talks about. I'm like, I really want to play that. That and the witness really
1: are the two good. games that I
0: missed this year. Yeah, I missed the witness as well. But I feel like it's a game that I just get super frustrated at. But, <laughs> um but yeah, super hot. Uh the first person shooter puzzle game of sorts. Um yeah, I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um good fun, good fun. Uh and rounding out my indies, uh at number four, I've got the superb hyperlite drifter. Um I, I played Hyperlight Drifter when it came out on the PlayStation, um, which had already been on PC for a while by that point, um, for a few months or so. But I was eagerly anticipating the release on PlayStation Four, and when it came out, I regret nothing about buying that game. It was so good, everything about it—the soundtrack, the art style, the gameplay, the just everything about it—just oozed with style and love and care and i adored it so much and i played it like i think it was relatively off the back of dark souls 3 even maybe Ooh, i don't Uh. remember the exact date honestly anyway it it
1: was it was close one way or the other
0: i had i i was i either that it was like a bit of a break from when i'd finished playing dark souls and i had that had that each that i wanted to play something like that and Hyperlight drifter was a great sort of, like, stopgap filler for that, for a From Software game. It was, like, you know, a From Software game in disguise. Um, it just... I, I just found out some new things about that game recently as well that make me want to go back and play it, um, about, like, switching out the the different swords and um, outfits you get have different abilities to them. Oh, didn't, didn't you know that? Didn't realise that. Nope. Oh. I completely missed that. Um, yeah, so I, I, mean, I was just, like... Stunned by how amazing that game looked, felt, and played. Like it just was a great game to be in. And those That's boss nice. fights, man. Yeah, they were pretty
1: intense. I was also going to say, uh, worth noting that we should definitely call out Disaster Piece's
0: amazing soundtrack. Mm. Oh my god! Just it's on Spotify it's, by the way as well. If you Oh god, so good. <laughs> it's it just sets it like sets the scene so beautifully. Um, like you know that that feeling of like isolation and like solidarity just exploring that environment and just really heightened that experience um oh heart machine i'll make more of that please i want more it was so good um i mean hopefully you know it's obviously a tricky situation oh well yeah hopefully uh, you know i want him to yeah Get his health in check first, but like uh, I mean, like if if you know, amazing game regardless. So Harper Light Drifter was incredible, just phenomenal. Um, but one of my yeah, absolutely my favorite, well probably my favorite indie of the year. Uh, I would say it was one it, of those indies that
1: I like when I was making my six. I'm like, I want to put you in here. Yes. Like, I just, I oh, it it killed me because yeah, that game that game. I remember anticipating it ever since they were like, yeah, it's coming to PS4. I remember looking at it on PC going, I would love to play this. Yeah, like, It looks great, but I don't have a PC because I'm a pleb. Uh, so I had to wait yeah. for the PS4 version, but waiting was worth it because it was, you know, it was really good. Sucked Ugh. me in, kicked my ass, then I kicked its ass. Yep. Yeah. I even spent some time doing some of the extra stuff after the game. Like, that's, oh, that, mm, like, that annoying room where you've got to, like, do laps
0: like oh, use the yes. dash attack consecutively. Uh, oh boy. That was um that was a thing that I did not do. Yeah, um, it was rough. Like I looked that... at that trophy list man and I was like, Nope, this is never <laughs> gonna happen. Oh
1: yeah, never gonna happen. That game's really hard. But yeah. There was like this the sort of like the skill cap you get like on chaining to, to those dash attacks together. Like you yep. could be pretty graceful in combat if you got that down.
0: Oh, and that's the thing, like when it when it when you clicked with those things, even if it was for a brief second, it felt so good. Like it just It felt so good to play. Oh, just loved it, loved it to death. Um, But that is the end of my of my uh, indie section, I guess. But the the bottom three of my list. Uh, At number three, Kieran is an Ubisoft game. I am honestly surprised. (laughs) But to be fair, to be fair, and I don't mean
1: that in a bad way. I just mean. Cause it's the same for a lot of people. Like people are surprised that
0: Mm. this game is in their lists. I'm surprised. I'm super surprised that this is at number three in my list. Watch Dogs two by Ubisoft, Uh, man. You want to talk about having fun in a game that game? I enjoyed every moment of that game from start to finish. I had so much fun. Even when I was frustrated with it, I still enjoyed it because there was something else to do. Um, I had a moment earlier on this year. This is like the hashtag real talk. Second, I had a moment earlier on this year where when I was playing some games and I just I wasn't compelled to finish anything. Um, and two games this year, apart from like it was after Uncharted, so that doesn't count. But like I was, I went through a bit of a slump, um, and two games snapped me out of it. Uh, the first was Mad Max, which I couldn't put in my list because it came out last year, unfortunately. Otherwise, ten out of ten game of the year. Um, and the other was Watch Dogs 2. Like, these were two games that I have no right to be as good as they are. Uh, and made me realize how much fun playing video games is. And how much fun as, like, a single player, um, especially Mad Max, but enough about that. Like, but, like, how a single player experience can, uh, was such a big part of my gaming history, I guess. Um, I, I loved it from start to finish. Everything about it. So much fun. Uh, I loved using the, 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 the jumper to, like, get into, like, a, a restricted area without even stepping foot in there. I was like, yep, cool, I need to get this thing out of here. Awesome, I can do that. I sit outside, I sit on the, on the sidewalk with my laptop, and, like, this little RC car goes in, and I'm, like, controlling it, and, like, putting guards to sleep with that, and then, like, I'd hack a terminal, grab my stuff, and I'm like, cool, I'm out. Laters. And they're like, before no- anyone had even seen me, like... uh. And the surprising part about that game is the fact that the characters were super memorable. I loved spending time with uh, all the different characters in that world, and uh, very much like you were saying with Fifteen, like those they, they did some really interesting things with like the way that the characters interact with each other outside of cutscenes. Um, and some really great conversations too. They are. Uh, I, I remember there was one specifically that. Uh, wrench which if you've seen all the promotional stuff is the the dude with all the spikes and the the weird like daft punk-esque mask um uh, wrench and the main character marcus had a no joke about three and a half minute conversation about who would win in a fight alien or predator and it went on like with so many different variables of like oh yeah but like is it just like one-on-one or is it like a group of aliens versus a predator? Cause like there's a different fight and it just, it was, it reminded me so much of conversations that I've had like us we've had, we've sat down and had these stupid conversations and debated to like, know, no avail. Um, and for no reason, but it brought such a smile to my face. Um, and I played most of that game without shooting anyone. The only time I shot people was when I was being invaded by people, which was fun. I actually kind of enjoyed that. After a while, once I got all the trophies for it, I was like, ah, "I'm done with it now." But um, it's always like late game. Uh, but I just, I it has no right to be as good as it is. Like the fact that Watch Dogs one, I hate. I detest that game. And if you know me, like I don't hate much. I don't hate much, especially with video games. I can see the good in most things. Uh, I, just, I that game was a boring pile of trash, but. Well that's the thing, like Ubisoft, the most important step that Ubisoft took
1: immediately with Watch Dogs 2 was Aiden Pierce is just the
0: worst oh, protagonist. So Marcus, boring. on the other hand, is really interesting. Yep. He's an interesting character. He was likable. Like he was a character that I enjoyed playing. Like I enjoyed being Marcus. I I had a lot of fun with that. Um Like the villain is just like stereotypical... Well, not even stereotypical villain. Like, he's not, like... He's an interesting take on the villain. He was just a dick. Like, he wasn't... He didn't have, like, superpowers or anything like that. He was just a dick. So the fact that his name was Douche... Dushon or something like that. And I was like... Th- that... Okay, I get it. Just smack me over the head with it a bit harder. But, like... It was just such a, a treat of a game. And I really wanted it to be good. Because I liked the concept and the idea behind Watch Dogs, and it just... This game delivered to me in spades. Um, I'm sad that it's I've finished it and that I've got the Platinum Trophy, and I'm like, okay, I have no real reason to play that game anymore, I guess, but maybe one day down the track I'll go back to it, but kudos to you, Ubisoft, for making me, like, rave about one of your games. Again, you know. Uh, but, current the top two are... <laughs> uh, the obvious choices for me Uh, at number two i had overwatch which for the exact same reasons that you said it made us super invested in a competitive multiplayer shooter um and and something that you didn't quite touch on before that i guess it was the reason why we all got into it so well is because it's accessibility it was a game that you could just pick up and go all right cool like my wife plays it as much as i do and she's good at it too like we're we're both like all of us are okay at the game like we're not like mlg going pro or anything like that but you know we we can all hold our own in those games in that in those matches and that to me um it earns a spot on my list because that is amazing the fact that they can make us obsess over a competitive online shooter. Well, that, um, that's
1: the benefit to the, the hero, shooter, sh- hero shooter genre, I guess, because mm. because of the class-based nature of the game. People who aren't good at shooting can be a healer. They can be yep. a support class, or maybe you're not great at getting kills or going looking for action, so you can play a more defensive character. And yeah, sort or of support sit. class, yeah. Yeah, so, like, it gives you options. It gives you tools to play with until you find that role that you really fit into.
0: And And speaking of, like, the healers as well, like... The support and healer classes were fun to play as. They no, were. It, it, it wasn't work. like, oh, I guess I'll go I guess I'll go healer. Like my my mate at the moment is Zenyatta. I love that character. He's so much fun to play as. Um It's just Oh, that blizzard magic. Just going, Alright, what genre should we do now? I don't know, hero shooter? Yeah, sure, why not? Let, let's make that amazing. You know, we've my already time. done collectible card game, like trading a like trading card game. We've already done we, we, you know, refined the MMO, uh, genre. Like I'm telling you, man, like, Blizzard and Nintendo, they're both it, right, as far as these... That's it. Go. Like, the, the, and you can, again, you can just feel the, the love and care that went into these, these characters, this world that, like, you don't get any of, really, if you, unless you go looking for it in the maps or the game, but the expanded lore and universe of that world. I am so invested in those characters. Um, and I mean, there was a big bit of information that came out literally today or yesterday uh, about uh, the, the first um, uh, LGBT character in, in Overwatch, um, which is Tracer, which is awesome. Um, that comic is really cool too, by the way. It's a good comic. I really, I enjoyed, really enjoyed that. The ending with Winston, I was just like, Oh God, melts my heart um but yeah and all the shorts as well like i mean those shorts are like and for me to say this too by the way like this is impressive but those shorts are like pixar quality like pixar toy story 3 pixar quality like that the pinnacle of pixar quality those
1: those shorts are i'm like, telling you man welcome to like blizzard has just has always just been incredible at their oh, cutscenes, yeah, their cinematics, especially their CG stuff. Like you can look at like cinematic shows for World of Warcraft and like Starcraft, yeah. and even some of the stuff for Diablo
0: Three. Yep, it looks great. Yep, even stuff for like you know earlier like games oh, yeah, like that. For like sure. it's insane. For sure. Like the stuff that their their cinematics are just mind blowing. Oh, that, make that, a movie, goddamn it! That Bastion one is just that still hits me in the feels. Such a like in like the space of like seven minutes to have that journey with that character who I've never I rarely play, if at all, as Bastion, but like I was like I I connected in that moment with him. It was just oh Overwatch. Overwatch man. So good. Um and Kyron, it had to be number one for me i did deliberate between these two like between overwatch and, and this game i i it was a tough and i flip-flopped quite a lot but then i realized it had to be this game for me personally it's uncharted 4 again for the same reasons you said it was the perfect send-off for nathan drake um that epilogue man oh speaking of things that brought me to tears that oh god I'm like I said. I've said many times before. I actually applauded my television when that Naughty Dog logo popped after that epilogue. I was just blown away with how amazing, how grounded those characters felt in that game, and and that world felt real. And these they, they felt like real people with real problems in this like crazy on this crazy adventure. Um, and it was so relatable in some aspects as well it's just an absolute tour de force from from Naughty Dog like just amazing um I've gushed about Uncharted 4 many many times this year um and the Uncharted series like I'm a huge fan of the series as well I mean what's not to love about a playable Indiana Jones series like you get to be Indiana Jones um voiced by Nolan North like the the most charming man in video game voice actors
1: well he's up there uh, he's the other a, there's a, there's a, there the some other charming there well. video game voice
0: actors man one of the other ones is in it as well so that's fine um but yeah like it's just it's just sensational and like like I said those set pieces were mo- uh, insane uh visually what that game was doing was just mind-boggling i didn't it blew me away like that first time when you drive uh, when you were driving was another thing that got added as well for the starters but like when you drive out into that open plain um that open plain area was sort of like an open world part of the game like oh my god like you come over that hill and just see it all sprawling out in front of you and it's like my jaw hit the floor
1: Well, that was the thing that's one of the other reasons i feel like it's Probably my favorite Uncharted game. Just those little areas where you got the chance to explore. There was another yep. one when you were in the boat as well. Like Oh, yes. Sea. And you got you could just sort of say like, you could shoot around in your boat. And obviously there were islands you had to go to, but there were little yep. offshoot you could go and find. Like, there's, like, a sunken ship with some treasure in it I tracked down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it was really good. Like, just having that little layer of exploration you could you could engage in if you wanted to was amazing.
0: Oh, yeah. And that water, man oh boy <laughs> that water oh because like you see it at the start and it's like all dark and gloomy but the water still looks amazing but when you see it like pure clear sunny day and it's just blue and stunning so oh. so Joel
1: when you think of it like you think about how good that game looks that's like that's Naughty Dog getting a handle on the PS4 <sighs> God, in, like Last of Us Part Two, when that comes out, like they will ha- well and truly understand the console and
0: what it can do. And like I, th- and I you're know, gonna want to get a pro for it. I know it's only it was only a cinematic, but you've only got to look at that Last of Us Two trailer, like that, the facial stuff that they were doing, like the level of detail and like the, the well, even even the mannerism in, in like the hand when she's yes. like, oh, just Naughty Dog are my favorite. I love them. And I was never, like, I've never been there from the start. I jumped in at Uncharted. And at that point, Uncharted had been out for a while because I like, was late to getting my PS3. Um, I never played Crash Bandicoot. Like, I played bits and pieces of it. And I'm like, it's okay. Get... What about uh, Jack and Daxter? Was that uh, them? Yeah, or was it, was I
1: think it Jack? was. Yeah. I think it was Jack and Daxter. I always get Jack and Daxter, uh, Sly, and Ratchet and Clank mixed up. Ratchet and Clank was similar,
0: yeah. but, I know yeah that was Insomniac Insomniac and Sly so Sly was Sucker, Sucker Punch. Punch yeah yeah I just used right. to get
1: like all three of them mixed up because they all kind of reminded me of the same sort of game
0: and they were all like that that same time as well where they were all everyone yeah. was trying to get that like Mario sixty four three D yeah. of magic
1: the the PS two days they were yeah
0: yeah um but like I mean the things that Naughty Dog are doing I don't. I don't know what black magic they are using, what curses and, and things, and what devil deals they've made with the devil to, to get these games out. Like, visually, like, the audio, the voice acting, the gameplay itself was just... Oh. oh Uncharted 4, man. You were going to want a pro for Part 2, for
1: Last of Us Part 2. Oh, I'm yeah. Gonna, you're just going to want one. because That'll be
0: that'll be the thing. If I haven't already got one by then, that'll be the thing that'll sell me on it. Like, that, I'll be like, cool. It's like, yeah, this is it running on Pro. I'll be like, yeah, cool. I'll, I'm shelling out for a 4K TV uh-huh. and, a, and, a, and a Pro. Because like, I have to play that game in, in like, oh, my God. I'm getting emotional about it. Um, but that's my number one game of the year. That's it. That's our personal lists for, for 2016. What a year, dude.
1: Should we, should we like quickly recap our six since we were yeah discussing sure. them pretty heavily? All right. So what was yours going? So mine, again in no particular order, was Uncharted Four, mm-hmm. Overwatch, Fire Emblem Fates, Dark Souls Three,
0: Final Fantasy Fifteen, and The Last Guardian. Solid list, solid list. And mine was from from uh, six to one. So number six we had Oxenfree. Number five we had Superhot. At number four we had Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, at number three, we had Watch Dogs 2. At number two, we had Overwatch. And at number one, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Um, Yeah, man, it was a good year. We've got a lot of things to look forward to next year as well. So yeah. much. And, Even and, oh, oh, in off. the
1: opening months.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, it God. just kicks off. We don't have a break. We have like two weeks. By the time we come back to doing this, we'll be like, oh God, oh my God, all the things are happening. Well, cause so we're on this week, we're going
1: to have next week off and then the week after that, we'll come back and we'll yep. be a week out from the Switch reveal. Oh Jesus. Oh my God. That's so, it's crept up so quickly. It, and then it just rolls from there. Then I've got Resident Evil. Then there's yep. For Honor. There's Neo. There's mm-hmm. Persona. There's the actual Switch itself. There's oh. Zelda. We have, And that's not even,
0: that's all before E3 even hits that's yeah well and truly that's even before like like Tokyo Game Show and everything as well like that's before all those early before stuff
1: all the events like so next year I
0: I'm scared like when we sit down to do a game of the year list next year oh god oh boy um cool now I know I we spoke about this before do we want to do a most anticipated that we're looking forward to in the in the next year well, we can probably put an official like
1: dialogue options well, most anticipated twenty seventeen stamp on Persona yeah. Five, right? Yeah, it's gonna be like, that.
0: Absolutely, I, I am super hyped for that. Josh, I think about that game when I get excited. Yeah, Josh, we we know you're with us. We're we're <laughs> we're, we're with you in support for Persona Five. It's April, be, yeah, April. Oh my god! Right yes, please. Um, is there anything? Apart from that, I mean, obviously there's a lot of things. But what oh, what yeah. apart from that, what would be the most anticipated thing you're looking forward to next year? It is obviously Zelda: Breath of yep. the Wild, yeah, for the Switch.
1: Because I I am just like I think about that game and I get excited. I get a little bit scared because yep. open world games, you know, there there's obviously a they can be screwed up very easily. I feel yeah, but I have a ridiculous amount of faith in Nintendo and what I've seen of the open world stuff looks fine. I like a lot of changes they're making to Zelda as, like... Because, again, you can't deny Zelda had
0: become a formula at this point. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, like, So it was a genre. It was like a Zelda game. It was like, it's like, yeah, you know, the this Metro is the Vayne Zelda genre. Yeah. Like,
1: this is how you make a Zelda game. Yeah, And to see them just go, you know what? Screw it, out the window. We're doing it this way now. Like, that's really exciting. So, yeah, was, oh, yeah, Breath of the Wild is absolutely it for me, besides Persona 5. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. That goes without saying. How do you pick between the two of them?
0: We can't. You can't. It's impossible. It's it's rude and it's not fair, and we don't want to talk about that. (laughs) Um, Say the first time next year when I'm tearing my hair out trying to choose. Yeah, when we're, like, in the fetal position going, I can't decide. Um, Well, for me, I I have one, but I am... I'm 75% certain it's going to get delayed into 2018, but I'm going to go with it anyway. It's Red Dead Redemption 2. If that game does launch, uh, like at like the end of next year, I will be a surprised and be a very happy boy. Um, but I don't. I I just have this feeling it's going to get delayed. It's but Rockstar
1: if it, man, they usually they usually have a couple of delays up their sleeve.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we could get away with it maybe delayed to christmas maybe that's what they've they've gone with this date going hey here but they've got that little buffer so they can get those them them sweet holiday sales um but i'm so hyped for that game i I, and i've seen nothing from it i've seen a minute and a half a minute and nine second trailer that showed me bits of the world and i'm already in i'm like yes i want to be in that world i want to live as a cowboy in that world i want to explore everything I want to ride in that canoe with those Indians. Like, I want to do all that. I want to do everything. It'll um, be
1: interesting to see how it lines up with, like, whenever Westworld comes back. Because I think... Yeah. Because obviously, like, Red Dead Redemption as the next Rockstar game is going to be very popular because mm-hmm. Rockstar commands... So like, they you hear Rockstar and you're like, cool, well, that's the next open-world game I'm playing. Exactly. But, I, I'm at least, at the very least, I'm intrigued by what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. But... uh like when you get like a lot of people I know watched Westworld who maybe don't even play video games, but yeah,
0: you know, like West, Westworld is basically it's basically an MMO. Yeah, well that's it. Like and and they've already said that they're doing like Red Dead Redemption. I don't know if they, they've officially said it. They're doing like an online component for. I mean gta online was so successful they're exactly. doing red dead you, online it's you happening have to. and the, like i mean red dead redemption was like the beginnings of them doing that anyway because that had that online mode where you could party up and go and, wander and, it was around and do all that stuff yeah exactly like so that was sort of like the the groundwork i guess for for gta online um and that thing is still i mean it just had a content update there's a holiday event yeah, running right now had a holiday sure. one and then they had like the week before they had the import export um which some of those cars look insane like I was looking I was watching Achievement Hunter play and they were driving around in the the Night Rider in kit <laughs> um, it can jump of course it can it has a jump button that you can like jump over thing it's insane I was like that's so cool and I want it um, it's a ludicrous amount of money but um, yeah it almost made me put the disc back in and go back to it and have a look but I was like no he's up um, but yeah, it's going to be Red Dead. It's my most anticipated for next year. Hopefully. If it happens. Maybe. We'll see. E3, I guess. We'll hear a bit more about it, I would say. Or in true Rockstar fashion, maybe nah, the week before. It won't be E3, man. Rockstar don't do that. Man. Yeah. When do you think we'll get? It? We'll hear something about that?
1: Well, maybe in a few months I'll drop a trailer. Yeah. Rockstar, much like Nintendo, do their own thing. Yep. They because don't play they by know that they can basically be like, if like Nintendo was just like Switch reveal and the internet lit up, Rockstar was just like eh, Red Dead teaser, the internet yep. lit up. Like,
0: how are we still alive, Karen? Like, how did we not spontaneously combust over those with, like two three weeks? Like that weekend was like a last, weekend. The last couple of months, really. It's just been oh god, I'm held Thank together you. by like a whole bunch of duct tape at the moment. Oh, cool. All right, should we get into our our, our juicy juicy segment I mean you say juicy I I want to stress it's for fun it is for fun yes we want to preface this by saying that any any words that are said during this next segment uh, in jest and in fun and Karen and I are still very good friends and will be and very if good you have friends any for a long time yes you can uh, tweet them at Joel that's the yeah night. it's fine that's fine yeah tweet them at me it's fine um <laughs> So we decided to do something a little bit different this year, um, uh, influenced by the uh, the fabulous content creators over at Easy Allies. Um, they do a thing where they call they call uh, it's based on a, a thing that you would do in like a writers' room, isn't it? I think they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, a whole bunch of people come up with ideas, and then everyone sits down one by one and whittles them down to one idea that they're going to try and develop. And it's usually referred to as like kill your babies. Stay with us, please. Don't tune out. I I swear, it's not as I can hear the keyboards. (laughs) Yeah, dear at Jolly Mac, yeah. um, (laughs) But we decided they're not our. We decided to do it with a a list of games uh, for the year, and we're going to take turns one by one, and we're going to whittle down. And at the end, we're going to have the dialogue options. Game of the year. I I don't know how this is going to go, Karen. (laughs) This is. I'm nervous. Um, very nervous, but we'll see how we go with it. Uh, oh boy. Uh, shall we read through the list at first? Is there anything else you want to add to that, Karen? No, I think, I think 20 is a good list, which is what I'm pretty sure it's at. Mm-hmm. I meant to the general concept of... Oh, of, to li- No, yeah. no. I, I think it basically summed it up very well. For the it's- record, we have, we have decided to call it, instead of Kill Your Babies, because they're not our games, so we didn't make them, or we'll come up with them. So we've decided to call it Kill Your Friends. Because we, we, we basically put out the feelers and got, like, suggestions. Yeah, we did, actually. We should give a shout-out to that. So uh, we have been welcomed with a great reception to uh, the fantastic people at the Australian Gaming Podcast Network. Uh, check them out on Facebook. There is a slew of amazing, amazing people out there making amazing podcasts. I can vouch for quite a lot of them. Um, I've been listening non-stop to a whole bunch of podcasts. Uh, from those guys over there, it's all over Australia. Um, so go out, support them, show them some love. Um, tell them we sent you, please. Uh, and, and, yeah, they're really, really cool stuff. So we, we put out the feelers to them to get suggestions for this list. Um, and we filled in yeah. a couple of our own to round it out to 20 as well. Yeah, we did, yeah. 20 um, is a good number. It is. Nice nice round number. Solid. Uh, all right, shall we go through the list? Yeah, we'll give a quick rundown of a full list. Okay, cool. So, the list we have is uh, Inside, Overwatch, Titanfall 2, Dark Souls 3, Uncharted 4, Firewatch, Battlefield 1, The Witness, Stardew Valley, Severed, The Flame and the Flood, Pokemon Sun and Moon, uh, Hitman, Forza Horizon 3, Hyperlight Drifter, Final Fantasy XV, The Last Guardian, Watch Dogs 2, Quantum Break, and Fire Emblem Fates. I'm just realising now I wish I'd put Battlefield 1, Titanfall 2, Dark Souls 3, and Uncharted 4 in order, because that would have been funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow, that's going to annoy me now.
0: Yep. And, there, well, there's actually, there's then there's Forza Horizon 3 and Watch Dogs 2 as well, and then Final Fantasy 15 just, like, way out in the field. <laughs> um, just, like, miles ahead. Uh, cool. Alrighty. You now it's first? worth noting,
1: but we ha- we haven't played all of these games. That's very true. We haven't played so, all of these games. We're going to try and be fair with what we take off, because I don't want to just strike a game because I haven't played it. Exactly. And, you know, like we said, this is
0: all in good fun. Um, yeah. And don't forget to address complaints to Joel on yep. Twitter. Yep, send him my way. Send him my way. It's fine. I'll deal with you. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, I'll respond politely to you. Uh, cool. Who wants to go first, Kyron? Oh, man. I don't know. Shut not you go first. All right. I'm calling it.
1: I am going to, I'm going to, my first strike, and I'm going to delete it off the list once we get rid of it, just so we can yep. keep awesome. track of what we've got rid of. And I'm glad you were thinking I was going to do the same thing. Excellent. Uh, I
0: am going to just go ahead and kill Forza Horizon 3. It makes me a little sad, mainly because I want to yeah. play that game. I really want to play that game, but I don't have an Xbox One.
1: Like I said, it's nothing personal. I'm not, I don't think it like from what I saw of it, it wasn't like it was a cool racing game, but uh, it was it's... weird seeing like shrunken
0: down compressed Australia. <laughs> yeah. Like that
1: that weeds me out of it.
0: Yeah. I mean it, it was like the arcade racer of the of the year and wasn't well wasn't it basically the racer of the year? It was pretty much the racer of the year. Like yeah. again, I, I feel I, bad for doing it, but Yeah, no, it's fine. Like I mean I I I would really Really like to play that game, because the more I see it, the more I hear people talk about it, I really want to play it, but not quite enough to go out and buy an Xbox One for it. Well, um, like, it's on PC. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be able to run it on my garbage laptop, unfortunately. Oh, you don't know until you try. <laughs> I wish. I wish. One day. Okay. Yeah, that sucked. That sucked to, to do. I feel bad. Yep. That's all right. It's, this Was what this is for, car? We're going to push through it. We push through the pain. Um... Again, I'm going to have to get rid of Quantum Break. Oh, God. <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm coming out swinging. Again, but for the same reason, I'm like, I'm not... I haven't played it. I would, again, would like to. Not enough to buy an Xbox One or upgrade a PC for... But I would like to play it. Um, I I really commend it for uh, trying to do something different by doing the whole TV series with the the game and having... Little things that, like, you know, um, react differently if you do something in the game that, like, might be a throwaway line, gets uh, appears in the TV series and stuff like that, sort of makes it a little bit more personal. Um, I'd like to see more games do that, maybe evolve it and, and take it a step in the next direction. But yeah, it sucks to get rid of that, unfortunately, because I hear it was a lot of fun. I hear the game was so. Also-
1: it was also cool to see Remedy not just go
0: back to Alan Wake. Yeah. I mean I'd love as much to as I love, love Alan Wake, like the first
1: Alan Wake, it was
0: cool to see him try something a bit different. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I mean the cast in it was really great as well. Like Sean Ashmore and um Aiden And Dom, man. Yes. Oh, that's right, he was in that too. Yeah. Dominic, Dominic little little Mary Addock Brandy Buck was in it. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, but we had to do it. I'm going to be ruthless, Karen. Oh, Ruthless. Being ruthless is the worst. It does. It sucks, doesn't it? I don't like it. Why do we do this? Oh, well. I feel like,
1: <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but I feel like the two easy picks are
0: gone. Uh, yeah, they were, they were, they were, like, the, the the all-rounder picks for both of us is like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Let's get rid of those, unfortunately. All right. It's up to you, Karen. I'm
1: going to be very unpopular for this one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I am gonna go ahead and kill severed.
0: <laughs> seven! Oh, Karen! Karen. Josh from OK Games is crying, so we're. I'm right sorry, now. Josh. We still have <laughs> Persona Five. I promise. We do. We have that together.
1: It was uh, one of those games that it looks really like I liked how it looked, and it looked like. Yep. But at the same time, again, I don't want. I don't want to compare it directly to another game that I thought was similar, but I didn't really enjoy. But the, the, the swiping to attack thing is something that I've never really liked. Yep. Art style looked amazing, and like Drinkbox, like those guys are great. Oh like yeah, It's incredible. It looks really cool. But yeah, like I don't know, it never really I never really felt compelled to jump in.
0: Yeah, well, it mashed up a whole a, a couple of different genres that, a, a, and made something that hasn't really been seen before. Like I, I'd never yeah. seen anything like that. Um, obviously, it's got like that Infinity Blade sort of sw- a swiping combat. Um, and like that first person dungeon crawling, uh, from like the games of old, but, uh, it, they're yeah, all together and packaged up in a beautiful art style and great sound design. It was really good game. Um, 2016 was a good year guys. Like it this was, is not easy. It was. Um, I don't blame you for taking that off. Unfortunately, there are a lot of good games in that list. Uh, it's, it's not getting any easier. It's not. It's not. Oh. Someone's going to, someone's going to draw blood soon and it's going to be a bit more personal. You know what? I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it now, because I got beef with this game. Oh. I got beef with this game, Kyron. I'm oh, killing Inside. Oh,
1: oh, Joel. It's
0: gone. Oh, no. Inside is gone, man.
1: Oh, Joel. I like. I felt bad for killing Severed, but...
0: <laughs> inside. I feel a little bad for this, but... I just want to go on record and say that wasn't wowed by the game. Oh. I've had time to think about it, and I'm... Not a huge fan. I'm, so I'm not, not a halfway fan of through it. it
1: at this point. I haven't had a chance to go back and finish it.
0: yep which is why I'm being very reserved in what I'm saying yeah. about the
1: game. Well, also, even if I had finished, I would say be reserved because from what I've played so far, the game is so. It's so interesting. Like,. Yeah. There are times when I, the puzzles I'm doing aren't really that fun or I'm kind of like, okay. Yes. Like,. I've done this and now I'm doing it three more times because you want me to whatever yeah then like that will make me unhappy and then I'll progress to the next area and be like whoa what is what is happening here what is going on and then I forget about the bad stuff so
0: I can see why you kill it I do yeah I just it I, I, I but, wanted man, it I wanted to like it more than I did I honestly people did. people will come for you <laughs> yeah that's fine I I would defend my my choice on that one that was that was a I just I wanted to like it so much more. I usually like vague, weird, dare I say it, artsy bullshit like that. I, I normally go nuts for that kind of stuff, but I mean, just I, it didn't click. It committed to its art style, and it's it looked true, gorgeous. It does. It looks great. Again, music and soundtrack was awesome, albeit creepy. Animation, you know. um, but yeah, the animations. I, it's a it's a definite step up from Limbo. I I really like what they're doing over there. I just feel like the game wasn't. I didn't like the game personally. Ooh. Ooh. That's that's it. That's it. Shots fired already. Pew pew. All right, card. It's all yours. <sighs> can, I, can I just say, this is actually a little bit like in a sadistic kind of way, kind of fun. <laughs> Um. <laughs> You're a bad person and you should I am, feel bad. I'm a terrible person. I'm kind of enjoying this a little bit. Have we have we killed... No, well, I guess we have killed a couple of triple A's. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, we did. Like, the first two, I'm pretty sure, were triple A's. They were. They were both yeah. Xbox exclusive triple A's. Yeah, well, you uh, know. They had a hard fight going into this. All right.
1: I'm going to kill... and it, This is a game that I but I like being on the list, but I'm going to kill it just because everything else on this list is so good. Yep. I'm going to kill Battlefield 1. Ooh, Karen.
0: I know, Ooh. I really like
1: Battlefield 1, but...
0: I'm not going to lie, I was probably going to do it at one point as well, just because I haven't these, played it. But.
1: All these games are so good. Battlefield 1, I really like the campaign. Yes. But surprisingly, for a Battlefield game, like they dice themselves haven't been super great at it really since Bad Company 2. Right, yeah. Uh, but... It was. I really. It was an in, interesting way to sort of portray, you know, war. Like it felt oh. like
0: the it felt like the right way to, especially with that specific war. It, yeah, it felt like the right way to do that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was
1: obviously World War One is a is a touchy thing to really go into because it was it was horrible. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I yeah I really I did appreciate sort of how they did it um, multiplayer of course, is incredible as well, but mm-hmm. I can also see how you would be intimidated by it. Yes. Sometimes you can just play a match where you spawn in, get sniped, spawn in, get sniped, spawn in, get sniped. But then there's the other side of a coin where maybe you're rolling with a squad and you're just basically dominating the battlefield. Like, as you just go from point to point to point and your squad's just cleaning up all the
0: messes. Yep.
1: But I'm going to I'm gonna take it off.
0: And it, it hurts because oh. I really oh. like Battlefield 1. That is tough. That is a tough one. Um, but, but on the bright side, now it's your turn. It is my turn. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take off an easy pick here, just because I haven't played it. I really want to play this game because I like what I've seen of it. It seems like a game that's right up my alley. Uh, but I'm gonna get rid of the flame and the flood. Uh, Ooh. I'm sorry, Lauren, uh, <laughs> Lauren from OK Games. I'm really sorry. I know you really like that game, but I. Uh, it looks great Uh, if it comes to consoles I'm definitely gonna pick it up but I'm pretty sure I
1: saw that it's meant to be
0: coming to PS4 at least like in 2017 sometime please please um I do really want to play that um it like I I like I love the art style of it I know I keep saying this but I do it's a really really interesting art style a really interesting setting if we're gonna kill these games we can at least pay them out compliments because it's not easy exactly yeah but I mean uh and the soundtrack sounded really really great as well um It's sort of, it's set in like the, like sort of Mississippi Bayou kind of setting, um, you know, like floating down a river and stopping off at areas and and exploring and trying, kind of like don't starvish, I guess, from what I've seen of it. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that's game. I, I, if had I played, it probably would have been a lot higher up on my, on my radar, but unfortunately I didn't get to play it. I almost bought it a couple of times though, but I didn't, I backed out all right Karin all right I'm
1: gonna go ahead and kill again not easily I'm gonna kill Hitman Ooh. so I remember so the impressive thing about Hitman it's worth noting is mm-hmm. when it was like hey this is gonna be an episodic Hitman game oh boy no one wanted a bar of that like everyone was just like no just give me a full game just give me the whole game bam be done with it it didn't make sense on paper. Yeah, it did it not felt, make
0: sense to be it a, so
1: a, weird for an a episode hitman, game. hitman game. And also, before we talk about how Square Enix themselves are like looking at ways to like chop up their games and sell them in pieces, like yeah, it was really questionable. But you know what? They did it. Like it's apparently really good. Yeah, and I've I will definitely be picking it up when the full version comes
0: out, like early next year. Like yeah, straight on it. But I have to kill it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's tough, but because like you know. Again, it was, it was like twenty twenty sixteen was the year for for games. Anyway, it was like you know the year of against all odds. It was like people especially... were doing these things that were like everyone's like, why, why are you doing this? Like Nintendo going to mobile and uh, Hitman being released as an episodic game. Like it, it does not make any sense. But especially after it Absolution,
1: worked... like Hitman Absolution, I didn't think was a super great Hitman game. Right. So like the this one had a, obviously had a lot to prove and you know what they they proved it and but yeah oh, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Okay. There's one more in here that I'm going to get rid of that that's oh. easy for me. For a couple of reasons, okay? Oh, I think I know which one it's going to be. <laughs> you do know what this is, I reckon. Uh I'm going to get rid of the witness. Oh. I look I heard Nothing but good things about this game. one, I never got to play it. Two, it seems like a game that would make me snap my controller in half and make me feel like I was super super dumb. I may be super super dumb, but I don't like being told that I'm super dumb, <laughs> so I don't know it visually it looks stunning, like that game looks gorgeous. I was watching uh, I was watching your housemate play it, I think at one point, and it looked amazing um and maybe one day down the track if it's cheap enough, and I'm really 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 curious i might dive into it and have a look into it but it just didn't seem like there was enough there that that was going to hook me um so personally that's why i'm getting rid of that one um but i mean it like i said it you've only got to look at people discussing how they've tried to solve these puzzles is there, is there still the, the, there's a puzzle in there that hasn't been solved yet i feel like jonathan Blow said something along those lines
1: yeah i feel like there's something in, that's in there that's like Either way, like, getting the Platinum Trophy in that game is apparently very satisfying. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. If, if I had to give The Witness any award, it's the game of 2016 that I wish I'd played because I, I just right. I couldn't fit it in. And I, ca- it's been up on sale several times, and I keep mm. going, I need to buy this game, but then something would come up. Like, next year, I'm definitely going to check it out in, like, a drought. Yep. But, yeah, I,
0: I wish I'd played it this year. There's a couple more on this list. Actually, no, there's one more big one on this list that... Um, is very similar to me like that, but we'll oh. get to that when we cross that bridge. Um, but yes, sorry, you, Gen- so- sorry Jonathan Blow. Um, your masterpiece has been striked from the record.
1: I'm going to do it, Joel. Oh. I, I, I took out Battlefield. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're doing both. I'm taking out Titanfall 2.
0: Oh, again, I was probably going to do it at one point. I almost did it straight away, but then I was like, no, I'm going to get nasty. But, yep. Now. That makes me sad a little bit.
1: I appreciate that it did amazing. It did, like, even more so than Battle One. it did amazing things with its campaign. Oh, boy. And even, like, just little things with the characters and story and all that, and the multiplayer, they tweaked it a lot from the original Titanfall. The movement is really fluid. Yep. But when I look at this list, I'm like, Okay i gonna kill some games, and the shooters that are on there. Unfortunately, Titanfall isn't the one
0: that gets to live. I'm afraid. It makes me sad. It makes me really sad because like that th- that game feels real good to play. Like wall running and jumping, like and like chaining wall runs and jumps between areas, and then like in midair, like throwing a grenade down to like an enemy below, and then like sliding underneath a door and shooting a guy while you're sliding. It just felt so so sleek. Um, but I understand it's, you know, we have to get, I'm so scared something.
1: for the rest of this list, Joel.
0: Oh, it's getting, it's getting tense. It's getting very, very, very tense <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, look, i Timefall two was a great, had it not been for, you know, rogue one withstanding, it has my favorite robot of the year in it. I'm pretty sure. Um, but unfortunately rogue one sort of takes that cake. Uh, but yeah, it tops the relationship you, you sort of, the connection you end up having with BT in that game is really cool. Really, really cool. For a fucking first-person shooter game, really cool. Oh, Karen, what am I going to do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Like, we're approaching the point where feelings are going to get hurt. now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I mean, God, there's, it, there's it really a couple is. of ones on there, I think, that could get taken out without too much confidence. It'll still hurt a little bit.
0: I'm getting rid of Firewatch, Karen. Oh,
1: Joel. I'm
0: sorry. I oh, haven't Fire played Watch. it. I haven't played it. And I oh. really want to and I, oh. it, this you know how same you were saying before about the witness, it's a game that you really wanted to play. It's been on sale quite a few times, you just haven't got around to it yet. That is Firewatch for me. I really want to play this game and I've gone to buy it about four times this year, and I have backed out every single time and I don't know why. Um Hopefully, there's going to be, like, a big interview sale on the PSN, and I'll pick it up. But, um...
1: Firewatch is one of those games... It was one of the games that I was umming and ahhing about, trying to, like, wedge it into my top six. Because at the time, I remember playing it, and was kind of like, it was really cool. It Mm -hmm. was a really cool experience. But the more I think about it, the more I really enjoy it, and, like, all the the performances, especially Rich Summer, who I adore from the Madman days. Yep. Like, hearing him bring that main character to life, and just... Some people complained, I think, about the story and the way it sort of ends up, but I kind of enjoyed the the string along and then what ended up happening in the end without giving anything away. Yeah, but yeah
0: Firewatch is really good.
1: I recommend I, trying
0: it out. I really want to play it. like I said, if there's a, the next time it goes on sale, I'm I am taking the plunge. I have to play that game. I really do. Um i I've, I'm it's very poor form of me for not playing that game. I feel like it's something I would really enjoy. Sorry, fire Well, oh, now it's dead, so... Sorry, Caprocento. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Oh, God, this list. I'm just... I can't even look at it anymore. It's stressing me out too much. Ugh. Like, someone's going to draw blood soon. It's going to yeah, happen. It's, yeah. I almost did, but I didn't.
1: I really don't like doing this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to kill Stardew Valley. Yep. Yep. I, I wanted to keep it fair because I played the absolute hell out of harvest moon yep in the day back in the day mm-hmm. uh and look stardew valley looked like it took that idea and sort of brought it into the modern era yep and kind of made it fun again like because i mean obviously there are still like i'm pretty sure there are still harvest moon games but i'd never i don't think that's as good as it used to be in the in the old days as i right. say okay but stardew valley looks incredible and it certainly has my attention it's just I had to kill something and yep. I'm looking at this list and I'm sorry, Sado Valley. I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna buy an a on PS4,
0: probably when they eventually drop that the color. Multiplayer, thing. yeah. But I will go back to it once the multiplayer comes out as well. I might even pick can, it up on PlayStation, but we'll see. We how can farm together, Joel. We can yes. we can start a farm. Yes. Um I like I'd seen that game around for quite a long time and everyone was like saying how much they loved it. I watched it consume my wife. Um, (laughs) She got super addicted to that game. It's it's a game that's right up her alley. And um, that was honestly the thing that sold it to me. I was like, oh, it looks like a fun game. And then I saw her, I showed it to her and she's like, oh, it's great. I'm going to buy it. And she bought it. Um, And now she used to leave her laptop open. So I have the menu music stuck in my head because she'd leave it open and running because she didn't, yeah. To save, you had to finish the day and go to bed, and like she'd be halfway through a day and she'd have to go do something. So she's like, oh, "I'm just gonna leave my laptop open." So I just hear like faintly in the background that that music is ingrained in my head. Um, but so I don't know whether that was some sort of subliminal messaging that decided me made me decide I wanted to get the game, and I bought it one day, and I it sucked me in completely. I, I think it's my it's 2016, my 2016 most relaxing game of the year. <laughs> That's I just, it was, I just kick back and just while away the hours, just tending to my crops. Congratulations on winning that prestigious award. Yeah, it is. It's a tough, tough, uh, tough award to win, but it was so great. And like visually it was so good. I got, ma- I got married in that game. I got married to Abigail. Joel, you got married in real life. <laughs> I did, but I got married in a game as well. <laughs> and and look to be fair abigail was kind of like my wife so that was kind of cool oh. so it was cool um it was a really fun fun game to play it was the stakes were fairly low and except for when you started going through like all the dungeons which i did um it got, it got a little tense in there but the stakes are relatively low but just what a pleasant treat that game is just a pleasant treat
1: Natural stop stalling and
0: kill I mean, something. No, I really am. I'm still looking at this. Oh, Karen! I think blood's gonna be drawn right now. Oh no, I'm scared. Oh, I'm gonna kill fire emblem fates, Karen
1: oh joel <laughs> i'm just i'm so <laughs> honestly this i'm is... surprised it survived that long as you were I, killing games i'm like any second was, now it's going to kill that game
0: it was a courtesy it was honestly a courtesy, <laughs> I, left courtesy it so long. I was like i'm just i'm 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 letting this dream live for a little bit longer just because i i did wanted to crush it too <laughs> early but i mean for reasons i said before i'm just i'm really bad at turn-based strategy games i'd really like to be better at them maybe i just need to spend a little bit more time with them but i feel like i just they don't click with me I don't think I'm too dumb. Um, Man, so, Fire Emblem
1: Fates is as anime as it comes, and I love it. Like, yeah.
0: Like, it looks great. I, honestly, everything I've seen of it looks awesome. Awesome, awesome game. But, yeah, it's just I, a game that I didn't play, and it, I I feel like wasn't for me. So that's why I had to get rid of that one, unfortunately. But now I'm scared, Karin. Great game. It's
1: addictive. Uh, pick it up. It's, it's, try out Birthright, if you're on defense, I said earlier. Yeah. It, it's sort of... It eases you really nice, and I forgot to talk about the really. I think I talked about it way back when we started the podcast, but I yeah. love the little subtle like castle building thing you can do as well, mm. like putting down buildings, having shops and all that. You would buy stuff from. That's cool. Good game.
0: I like you know, I, I like the look at the, uh, the uh, all the, the the dating stuff. That that was the thing that like made me really look into it. But I just I just I'm so dumb at those games. Wow. So dumb.
1: Oh god! <laughs> I'm killing Watchdogs too. <laughs> yep, yep. Now, no, fair enough. I'm aware. I'm aware of all the thing, the right, the wrongs it writes. Yep. But in the back of my mind, I still remember the original Watch Dogs. and yeah, and Watchdogs too has come a long way. It is, it is a massive step in the right direction. Not just for Watchdogs, but. For Ubisoft,
0: really, Ubisoft in general. I think this was a this year was a turning point for them, like resting the Assassin's Creed franchise and having a year off. I mean, apart from the movie, which apparently <laughs> is terrible, which is apparently yeah, an abysmal example. Ooh, rough. But um, their games this year have been really good. I mean, the Division had a rough start, but um, I actually have been playing it recently, like only a little bit of it, but. It's good. I that game's fun. Like And Far Cry promo was this year as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Very start of the year. Like So that, like
1: they've had some like Watch Dogs Two is definitely like the culmination of I think some very good work from Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. But I just need to keep that up. I had to had to kill it. Had to
0: happen. Nah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, we
1: are we are getting down to the
0: hard choices. This is the real pointy end of this one. Um it's yeah, but Watch Dogs two is just it's just a treat. Like if you are Vaguely interested. If you if you play Watchdogs one and was were like, I, I this is nothing like what I wanted. I wish it was more fun and lighthearted, and not lighthearted, but you know, but jolly. I think is a good word to put it. It was just a jolly experience that game. Well, I
1: hear it also does some interesting stuff story wise as well with surveillance and
0: yes, it does. I've, it, I've heard there's some stuff with like Marcus's race as well. Yeah, that's, well, that's mainly so, the, that's the main setup of the story essentially. but Yeah. Um, there's, and there's one mission in particular where yeah you and another one, one of your your dead sec members go in and um it's all about the races uh, about you being black in a it's it's essentially like you're working at Google um, yeah so and everyone's white and I'm, yeah. I'm sorry Watchdogs too I am it's it's good and it, yeah it's a good game but I understand I understand oh god. <laughs> This is where it gets. I always said this was going to be a fun idea, and we should do this. This is oh, this is super stressful now. I am. Mm, mm, oh my god!
1: <laughs> should we so we read over what's left at the moment. Okay, this forgotten. is the
0: last. This is what we've got so far. So we've got Overwatch, Dark Souls Three, Uncharted Four, Pokemon Sun and Moon, Hyperlight Drifter, Final Fantasy Fifteen, and The Last Guardian. Oh, Karen! <laughs> I'm going to get rid of... I'm getting rid of Pokemon. Ooh. I'm getting rid of Pokemon, Chirin. I j- Oh, God, before I even deep. think about it. That's a yeah. real deep one, because that affects me as well. Because that deep. is the best Pokemon game that I've played in such a long time. Um, Pokemon Sun was just so good. And it still is. I'm still playing it. But it's... um. It did so many things. Like talking about Ubisoft taking st- right steps in the uh, steps in the right direction. I mean, th- this po- Pokemon Sun and Moon takes so many different steps and shakes up the formula without being too unfamiliar, um, and really changes things up and makes it a refreshing change. Um, the new location is stunning. The soundtrack is gorgeous. Um, there's cutscenes now and the cutscenes were cool. There's some really cool camera stuff with them. Um, you can customize your character. And just from a from a business perspective,
1: like to talk business and numbers, like Nintendo mm. very cleverly, Nintendo and Pokemon Company and Game Freak I should say, like you can see that this is definitely geared at a world where Pokemon Go is blown up as well. Yep. Absolutely. They talk about Kanto region all the time. Yep. all the aloon version of all the like original Pokemon as well.
0: Or even like you walk that you walk outside at the start of the game and you're walking your first patch of grass and like well, after the tutorial part of it, you walk in your first patch of grass and you chance like seventy five percent chance you're gonna see a one fifty one gen Pokemon. Which like is it's insane. Cool. It was great. It was awesome. You see, like, all the, the, the Machamps, like, working around town in the first... Yeah, the world has never felt more alive. It did. It felt like, yeah, oh, it was so good. And I was worried about the islands that I was blitzing through it too me much. Me too, but... me too, actually. Um. But... And, like, the first part of the game being a little bit too easy, but, man... And hand-holdy. It, oh, man, it gets... Well, I'm going to talk about this later with another one of Sean's questions, but it adds kicking my ass at these later levels. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Um... But yeah, Karen.
1: The ball oh, is in your court. I I hate this now. <laughs> we have we have Can't we even say they're all winners? We have six games. We had six games each, right? We can call it's, it our top six. Top six.
0: Oh, but then <sighs> no, then we'd have to order them and that's even more stressful and I don't want to do that. Oh boy.
1: I'm going <laughs> I'm gonna kill Hyperlight Drifter. Oh
0: God, that was my dark horse to win. <laughs> I I had good feelings about that winning. I was like, oh, I I reckon the little indie game's gonna get up there and it's gonna be great. Oh,
1: it's, it's such a fantastic game. It is. But when I think game. about the games on this list and how much time I spent with them and how much I loved them, oh. it didn't quite make the cut despite being really cool, great gameplay. Like super fun bosses, a world I was really interested in in a way very much like Dark Souls with the way it explains its story, sort of minimalistic. Like here's a yep. single panel. It's like what's happening, yeah. And all the really cool like giant Evangelion like monsters like dead around the world, like so so cool. And that but color
0: palette, like yeah, the, 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 like the, neon. Oh, it was so that uh, the the that, that pink and like that aqua and pink are like. Two of my favorite colors together. Like they, they. When I see those two colors together, I'm, whatever it is, I'm instantly interested in. I'm like, oh, that's appealing to me. I'm, gonna, I'm drawn to it. So yeah, it was just, oh, oh that hurt. That hurt that's bad. A, that is a rough one. Oh, Kyron <laughs> Kyron I'm killing fifteen. Oh, Joel, I'm sorry. What? That one. What that... have you done? I just, it's, it's gonna be fifteen. Um, solely because I haven't played it, but on the other hand, this is—I've only ever played Final Fantasy VII, uh, and I have played most of it, never finished it, but I know how it ends. It's all good. Um, <laughs> but like, I—that's I, the only Final Fantasy game that I've played. I never played ten. I never played six. I haven't, you know, any of those 10-pole ones. I really haven't played. Um, this is the first one that's like more recently that's made me go, oh, okay. Maybe I, maybe I will jump into that, and I don't know whether that's because I, 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 having played Persona now, that I'm sort of like I, I kind of more inclined to play JRPGs than I was. Um, but honestly, I just think it's the characters. It's those four boys I want to get to. Those four guys, like
1: we've all at some point or another, you've probably gone on some sort of like road trip with your friends, and it. Yeah. At certain points, it really captures that that moment, and like when you're setting up camp and promptos it's like oh, really. We have to camp. Can't I just like sleep on a bed? Like I'd like to sleep on a bed. Like you just like moments like that. It's like oh, I've, I've been there. I've got that friend who doesn't like camping. I've got that friend who's always just super doesn't want to walk anywhere. Like those four characters are so good. yep And right. the the adventure they go on and like the culmination of that adventure is just it was special despite the shakiness in the light the later half of that game.
0: Yeah. Oh, that one that one I felt that one for you, Karen. Oh, Joel.
1: I'm afraid you're gonna feel the next one as well. I am Killing Uncharted Four.
0: Oh, Karen. <laughs> oh, I'm honestly sad. I'm really sad, but oh boy.
1: It's yeah, like like we said earlier, we 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 gushed and praised over it earlier. It's it's truly the finest game that I think Naughty Dogger put out. But as much as I as I praise it, again, when I look at these other three games in the list, <laughs> I think about some of the, like, the gameplay uh, that was yeah. kind of like, wow, this is this looks incredible, but still kind of just shooting dudes. And granted, they gave you options to sort of like, you could, the stealth was better.
0: Yep, you had more was. options
1: like with your hand to hand. But sometimes I was still just doing shootouts behind cover yeah and i don't yeah. mean that in, in a completely negative way because everything else about the game is just yeah super great but i'm just right now i'm just drawing like reaching at something like it's like sure kind of that. A little, yeah <laughs> that wasn't that was something enough to to get rid of it that's oh, oh. i'm sorry no that's no i love uncharted 4 it's okay but i know i know okay. i think i know what happens
0: next it's okay um yeah kind i'm sorry dark souls 3 uh, I really enjoyed playing dark souls 3 I really enjoyed playing with you guys I enjoyed uh, specifically one of the moments I enjoyed was going through the uh, the dragon side quest part like the Dragon temple area that was incredible that was so much fun um, I remember being betrayed constantly <laughs> that's right my breaking rock piles um, that was that was so much fun I had so many stressful fun times in that game um but i still enjoyed bloodborne more um but again i think we talked about that before i think it's the first game you play in those series in in by from software is probably going to be your favorite of that that specific i guess genre the souls game, I guess is a yeah, genre. The, like
1: uh, the, the souls born genre.
0: Yeah. Souls born. Yeah. So, I mean like your first one, like foray into what those, uh, that genre is going to be probably your favorite just cause it's the one that you click with the most. Um, but that's not to say that I didn't enjoy Dark Souls 3. I really, 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 really liked it. Um, look at what you've left me with. I know. I know, Kyron, you've got the final choice. <sighs> this this decides it. This is this is going to be whatever you kill off. Will we'll, the the 2016 dialogue options game of the year will be will remain? Oh. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take
1: I'm gonna take one for the team here.
0: Oh, purely Kyren. because
1: I know just how much of an impact the winner is gonna is, like had on all of us yeah. this year. Yep. I'm going to kill the last guardian and oh, I hate that's doing shame. it because a shame because as far as like moving and absorbing narratives and worlds go like that, like team Ico is like, they are basically it for a lot of that stuff. And oh
0: yeah,
1: Trico as a companion, like watching him as you go, as your bond grew and you like, cause when you first start off, he's not, he's not having your shit. Like you'll, you'll be like, Hey Trico, go for there. He's like, I mean, I'll go for there if I want to, but, you're just some kid when flash forward to towards the end when you're like riding on your back and you can like point at places you like Trico go there he's like cool he'll like turn and look and then like wiggle his little butt and jump and like sort of glide across there just the way that bond grows is truly special and uh, play the Last Guardian, please. Like, I, I, I really want to, Karen. I whatever you're playing right now, like it, it probably isn't as important as playing the Last Guardian, in my opinion.
0: Oh, Kyron, I am playing Pokemon though. No, I'm sorry, Last Guardian. Oh, but I'm almost, I'm almost busy. Last lethal, Guardian but, is more important than Pokemon, side of. Me um, at this point. It, well, to be fair, the Last Guardian did last longer than Pokemon did. So, and I did kill Pokemon. So, I guess, but, yeah. I that I, leaves us with Overwatch. Overwatch. That look. There's a reason why we we make jokes about the fact that we talk about Overwatch so much on this <laughs> podcast. But and it's because we we're we're obsessed by it. Like whether we have days where we love it, we have days where we hate it. We're constantly talking about it, we're constantly paying attention to every little bit of news that comes out, every short, every comic, things, everything about that expanded world where it's it's in our it's definitely in our blood now. Like it's
1: that game its way came in. out back in May and we're still playing it it's and insane. we're still talking about it like I said I, I I fell on the sword for Last Guardian as much as I wanted you it to did. win but I you did it was very valiant of you Overwatch is just it's just, it's one of those weird special like games that sort of Last Guardian is a game you enjoy on your own like people can yep. watch you play it and they, they might enjoy it, but like you're the one with a controller you're the one's like
0: sucked in but
1: yep. Overwatch you can get a group of six together
0: yeah and just and- have a, a spectacular time and the other thing, too, with The Last Guardian, I guess, is, and this isn't a bad thing, but once you've played The Last Guardian, like, you've played The Last Guardian.
1: Yeah, once that's fair, Once you get to like... the
0: end, you you finished that game, which is good, because we need games like that, that have a clear start and end. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we've only got to look at our play count, like, our, our like you know, player clocks for... I think I hit
1: 140 lunch. hours,
0: like, yeah, this week. It's I'd...
1: nearing my Dark Souls time.
0: It's insane. Like... And it's the game, like, we'll just, like, you know, we're just, I've got an hour to kill. Does anyone want to play Overwatch? Like, the amount of times that we say in our group chat with our friends, like, anyone up for Overwatch? Overwatch? Anyone? Overwatch? Yeah, cool, no worries. I'll be on. i got working. I finished working like, an hour, I'll be home, I'll be on. Um, and that's the other cool thing as well about that game, and I've mentioned it many times before, is because we live in different towns now, it's been a good chance for all of us to catch up and talk on Party Chat, and it's just like we were hanging out at someone's house. And it's, it's like it always was. And it it feels like it sort of softened the, not softened the blow, but it sort of made it a little bit, that transition a little bit easier for, for us anyway, um, to be able to sort of hang out regularly with everyone. So, I mean, yeah, dad blizzard magic.
1: Yeah, like I said, like I had to, it, out of the entire list, as it was whittling down, I, I just kept looking at Overwatch going, it's, it's probably going to be one that lives at this yeah. point, just yep. because of just what it, yeah well as you said what it did for us and what it's done for so many people like mm. people who do, who never played shooters play shooters now and yep
0: absolutely and like it i mean other stories as well that came out like you know that little girl who loved it so much loved watching her dad play it so much that she made her own character and yeah her dad sent it to to blizzard and they actually made uh like an artist's like interpretation of that character and like that melted my fucking heart when I saw that. And there's like a reaction video of the little girl when she sees it for the first time. And it just, it's the, the most adorable thing in the history of the world. And that Overwatch to me, if I, if I had a kid now, that would be a game that I would I would want to show my child in the future. And to say, back, even if it's not even around anymore, it's like, this was a game we used to play. And this these were all the stories we had about it. Like, you know, from us playing it, about the game, about things that were to do with the game like it was just you know and so many in jokes and things as well so yeah personally for us but also as an impact on the on the 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 world of video games i was gonna say you bring up blizzard It also
1: it's worth mentioning this the way they've been supporting this game like oh god obviously that was always gonna happen blizzard are amazing at supporting their games after launch but yep you know, we're in our third season of competitive now. They're constantly mm-hmm. tweaking characters. Like Symmetra is completely different to how she was yeah. now. Yeah. Diva's changed greatly from how she used to be.
0: Yeah, uh, like we've every- got new so heroes.
1: Many. We've got new maps. There's new modes coming out every now and again. Yep. And we're only in the first, not even the first year of this game yet. We haven't yeah. left the first twelve months. It's like
0: it's like the first eight months of it, if that. Yeah, like, and Blizzard have so done months. so much for it. It's and it, again, just to go back to like you know, you can tell that there is so much that the people making this game care so much for this world and these characters and their love for that comes through in these characters. And then you, you care about it so much more as well. Um, I have such an emotional connection with everyone in that game. I, I love, it brings a smile on my face. Anytime I see, I'll be walking down the street and I see someone wearing like an Overwatch t-shirt. I'm like, yeah, that guy. I was walking out of work the other night and I saw a guy wearing an Overwatch jacket and I was like, yeah, also, can I have your jacket? But yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, so,
1: congratulations Overwatch, you've made yes. me kill The Last Guardian, and I'm now empty inside. I mean, oh, jeez, I'm not
0: applauding you killing The Last Guardian, that was applauding yeah, Overwatch winning be. the game. Anyway. Uh, but still, yeah. like, like that was a list of 20 really good games. 2016 and, was incredible. And while we were compiling that list and adding a few more to, like, to, to pad it out a bit, like, there were other ones, that I was like, oh, I could put that on there. Oh, I like I said earlier, like... Well i
1: keep thinking about salt and sanctuary an amazing indie game i played this year like Mm -hmm. 2d dark souls metroidvania yeah doesn't like it's not revolutionary it's kind of what you expect but i still had a great time with it virginia really interesting first person adventure game that Um, really messes with how the story unfolds and i again recommend checking it out
0: when you can yep it's great uh doom doom yeah where was that geez doom wasn't anywhere there I mean like Doom, Doom was another one of those games that was that just came out of Not came out of nowhere but just came out and surprised everyone like that single player campaign is just excellent I still haven't finished I need to finish it it's, it's a, a long campaign It's yeah well that's it it's nice and meaty as well um huh, and meaty Yeah yeah it's meet
1: you you turn a lot of the demons into just Piles of meat.
0: It's the most appropriate use of that word for that game. It's never um, been more appropriate. No. And and that Mick Gordon soundtrack, enough said, like, Holy shit, that is that, good. That
1: um the shotgun cock oh, at the start of that game every is probably time. one of my favourite moments that happened. Every this year. time.
0: Uh but yeah, it's been a good year. It's been a good year, Kyron. So uh and it's been a good year to, to start this off with you, man.
1: I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's been really fun. It's been a long time since our ridiculously
0: long E three episodes, which we will probably Yeah well, not is, repeat. Yeah, well this is getting close to it, but I mean uh it wouldn't be a dialogue options podcast though without some questions. And specifically <laughs> it wouldn't be a dialogue options podcast without a question from our good friend Sean. Uh now, here's the thing. So we forgot <laughs> to put up a couple of weeks ago that we would asking for questions, um, and Sean got a little upset about this, and it might come across in his message that he left with us. He said, silly boys, you didn't post a question prompting, uh, question prompting message before you started recording, and now I've ruined my perfect streak. You're going to have to answer two questions now to make up for it. Uh, question number one is, a lot of people these days complain about the lack of difficulty in games and an increase in hand-holding. Is it an attempt at making the experience more accessible, or just not giving their audience enough credit? What are your thoughts? Um, Pokemon is my example for that, because the start of that game is very handholdy, um, and I was worried that was going to continue throughout the whole game, but it didn't. Because, like I said, it started kicking my ass, um, which was good. It's what I wanted. I wanted to to get my ass kicked a few times and be humbled. Um, I think it is a problem these days. Um, I guess it really depends. Honestly, like it depends on the okay, game I'm, gonna, on. I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna beat that same old dead horse again when we talk about difficulty in games. Yep, Dark Souls. Yeah, of I'm course. Not even Dark Souls, like starting back from Demon Souls. Uh, I think there's a reason that that little that little like that little game Demon Souls like gained a foothold and became Dark Souls and then grew bigger and bigger. because yep. I think there was definitely a group of gamers who wanted to. I don't know. Wanted to get their ass kicked by something, and yeah. Demon Souls did that. It challenged them. It was it was incredibly difficult. But when you the more time you spent with that game, like you learn the rules and how yeah. it behaves, and you you basically you work through it. Essentially, it and,
0: rewarded you for your your perseverance, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. your willingness
1: to to learn from your mistakes.
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like you know, before I always was. Highly intimidated, intimidated by those games. I played a bit of Demon Souls, and I liked it. But I got to a point where I was just like, I can't, I can't get past this. It was the first boss, like it was, it was the Tower Knight. I was like, oh no, I'm out. I can't do this. I'm, too, I'm too, I'm too shit at games to to do this. Basically, but, but, beat but
1: Bloodborne and Dark Souls three. Yeah,
0: like you know, and like Bloodborne, like that's that specifically is like one of my crowning achievements of of games. And it might not sound like much, but to me personally, that that opened me up to a whole bunch of other different games, not just like Soulsborne games, but just a whole bunch of other games where I'm like, no, you know what, I I can give this a go, and I might play it. And I might be I might be terrible at it, and I might not. That's why I keep persevering with turn-based strategy games. But, um, you know, I, it's opened my eyes up and go, you know, I'm not too shit at games. I can I can play this if I want to. If I'm interested in it, I'm gonna play it, and yeah. It's also worth noting that, I guess, like, different difficulties
1: will appeal to different audiences. Mm. Like, I appreciate when games give you a choice. Yep. Uh, The best example I could think of is actually The Last of Us by Naughty Dog. Mm, I feel like The the Last of Us is a game that you can play two very different ways. You can play it on normal, and it's not really hard, and you honestly will probably play it a lot like Uncharted. Like, you'll be in shootouts, and you'll hide behind cover, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yep. But if you choose to play it on hard and even higher than that, mm-hmm. at least for me, like it became an actual survival horror game because it's I would tense. usually have barely five bullets, Ugh. no healing items, so I couldn't afford to get in combat because the enemies would take you down so quickly.
0: And also, too, if firing a firing a gun is going to attract the oh yeah. straight to you, so it's like yeah, fuck it was, that, I'm not gonna, I'm not touching a gun. It was
1: basically like yelling out, "Hey guys, I'm over here." So yeah. you, Like, I got very good at sneaking and using, like, bottles and bricks to distract the enemies to sneak around the environment. Oh, yes. So, yeah, like, The Last of Us is a good example of how you can play... How a game can be played really two different ways based on the difficulty.
0: Mm, Or even, even Uncharted as well. Like, you know, if you... Or even, I guess, like, something like 15. Like, any of those, like, RPG games as well. Like, if you just want to experience the story, you drop the difficulty down and it can... Basically play the game for you essentially and you just enjoy the storyline, enjoy the ride. Or you could kick it up a notch and really start getting into like combat tactics and and really trying to really dig in. Yeah, digging into those those systems. But getting down and dirty with the numbers. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. But I think it has been in AAA, I think it's been a bit of an issue um with handholding. But I think it's getting those better. Yeah, in those big like, you know, yearly iteration games, I think there's been a lot of hand-holding stuff, especially single player wise. Um but I think we're on the we're on the we're at the turning point in video games at the moment. I think we're 2017 is going to be a very interesting year. Um, I
1: think unfortunately it also sort of ties into the fact that with AAA games, you can't really afford to take a yeah. risk
0: because so you know those point. games
1: are expensive so you need to make that money back yep. so i completely see why they're like look we can't make it too hard we don't want to intimidate people too much we want them to play and enjoy the game We want them to buy it yeah so but again i think thanks to stuff like from software's souls games like we're gonna see maybe maybe it's like oh we can we can have an option to like test for player like well
0: without dark souls do you think we would have seen a hyper light drifter that's that's tricky because like I don't know how in long the that game form was that, in the form that Hyperlight Drifter is currently like in, in its state it is in now. Maybe we would have, but maybe it would have played a bit more like a Zelda sort of game. Yeah, it, was a sort of, it sort
1: of is Zelda ish but like mm. you can see the Dark Souls twist to it. So even maybe. more
0: Bloodborne as well because there's a lot of dashing yeah. and yeah, and there's the gun and the sword. Yep. Yeah. So that is question number one. Anyone? Anything else you want to add to that one? No,
1: I no. like typical games basically. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I like a challenge every now and then, depending on the game.
1: But, it was, but sometimes it is also nice to just like, switch, like, okay, so to use a recent example, Last Guardian isn't super challenging, but right. it, it sucked me in, so yeah. it, in the end, it didn't really matter to me.
0: It's like Stardew Valley as well. That game's not overly tough, but it's just, it's it's a it's fun, funny, good old fun time on the farm. Yeah. Kinda as long kinda. as people, like, as long as devs are careful with their hand-holding and my god, please
1: don't just put a big checkpoint in my screen saying, go here or follow this person. Don't really, don't do that.
0: No, assign it to the left stick so you can click it and go, oh, okay, if I ever
1: get lost, I go over there. Cool. Like, I don't mind if it's like, maybe it's a distance indicator. Like, say I've got a quest, like, one mile that way. But, like, if it's constantly there and there's, like, an objective in, like, the top right going, follow this guy... And there's like a hovering cursor
0: above his head wherever he goes, like in some Call of Duty's. No, thank you. No, it sort of breaks the immersion a little bit. Um, Cool. Question number two from Sean is cutscenes versus in-game story development. What are your preferences? Um, A bit of both. I mean, I I spoke before about Watch Dogs 2 having some really great uh, in-game like character interactions and story development as well. Uh, and just sort of being able to like walk around while you're still talking to the people on the dead Tech channel, and getting those bits of like story information. Um, but sometimes a cutscene is the only way to do it. You need to have that that movie explains something very specific and do something very specific that you uh, couldn't really do in game, I guess.
1: Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm also obviously a fan of of both. Like when yeah. you can get that balance just right. But again, as I spoke earlier about Final Fantasy XV, a mm. lot of the story development and the character development that takes place out of, outside of the meaty cutscenes, is really good. Like it could just it can be a little thing, like when you win a battle, and Prompto hums the Final Fantasy victory fanfare. Oh, you, yeah. you immediately understand what sort of character, what sort of person I Prompto love that. is. Like I love Prompto; he's my favorite. I thought I was going to hate him, but I
0: love him. What's the thing with uh, a lot of people thought with uh, Watch Dogs too? Everyone thought that. Your housemate was a very big indicator of this. He went into it thought, thinking he was going to hate Wrench. He ended up being one of his favorite characters. And same mm. with me. Like, I didn't think I was going to hate him. I thought I was going to love him, but like love him because he was really cliche and like, you know exactly what they portrayed him to look like visually. Um, but that character is actually really deep and has a lot of uh, interesting points in the story to do with Wrench, uh, I mean, much like everyone else. But yeah, having said that, I'm also not opposed to you know a uh like a settle in
1: grab a grab a like a, a drink for a Kojima cutscene. I was gonna say we are well.
0: Kojima fans, so like I mean we'll,
1: maybe we- not maybe not Metal Gear Solid Four with like a two hour ending cutscene. It was a little can, long. Yeah, I can sit down for like a good fifteen twenty minute cutscene.
0: Yeah, exactly. Give it to me, Kojima, lay it on me. Especially if there's a lot of good stuff in it. Like it's yeah, you know, nothing wrong with that. And that's interesting when like people like. Uh, remedy you're doing with like quantum break like where it sort of blurs the line between cut scene and game it's like uh, the cut scene that you're watching is essentially it's a tv show so I, I i really like that concept and i would like to see that maybe developed and tweaked a little bit more in the future but yeah it's I like
1: i do like both and it, it's going to come down largely to how you enjoy your games. Like, some people will prefer, like, in-game story development. Mm. Maybe because they don't like a game pulling up going, hey, watch my 10-minute cutscene. Because it's just like, no, you're taking me out of a game. Yeah, and exactly. I just want to keep playing the game. And I understand that, I do. Because sometimes I will be like that in a game where it'll pull me up and be like, hey, uh, let's have a chat. And you're like, can I just, can I just, like, can you do this as I'm as I'm going somewhere? Because yeah, yeah. I don't like being pulled up right at this point.
0: I, I think for character development, that's, that's the key one for me that I like, uh, which is part of story development, I guess. You know, I like that in-game a lot because things like Uncharted do it so well. Um, things like Overwatch, I mean, at the start of each round, like, you have those little interactions with the characters. Why is Hanzo asking Junkrat I about Treasure? I have no idea. I have no idea. Still have no idea about that. I, it could be in. If you know, please tell me at 11X on Twitter. I want to know. Please, we want to know that. Oh my god! But that's what I mean. Like you know, there's all those little interactions. They're adding more of those as well. Like you know, and adding to the 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 the, the story canon of of that universe. It's. I love that in game. I I wouldn't. I mean, I would like a cutscene from Overwatch. That's. that's... I'd watch. A, I'd watch an Overwatch movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's just be honest about that. That's, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I, I like those, like, you know, in Uncharted, like, some of the best interactions and some of the best moments in those games are just, like, little throwaway lines between, like, hey, Sully uh, and, and Nathan Drake. Hey, hey Joel. What? Marco. <laughs> I thought you might have gone, too, with the um, the Lima from Uncharted 4 as well. The Lima is also amazing. That's my favourite. And, favorite. and uh, from Uncharted 2, the
1: uh, classic there's a guy above you, there's a guy above that's, you. Yeah, that's a good one There's a too. guy below you, there's a guy
0: below you. That's, yeah, and that's great too because it, it's a direct like response to something you do physically yeah. in the game. So, it's... so you see a guy above you when Flynn warns you and he gives you the, there's
1: a guy above you and you pull him down so he falls to his death and he goes, there's a guy below you. Yep, makes sense. Um, so yeah, I guess it it just depends on the situation Again, in the game. Yeah, get the, if you get the balance right, it's great. But when it comes down to it, I... Anything that doesn't really pull me out of the actual game itself is always good. We just like games. Yeah, just
0: I don't care. Just give me more games. Mm, plenty to look forward to next year, Karen. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, too much. Anyway, should we uh, yeah. should we wrap this one up? Yeah, we should stick a bow on the final podcast of this yeah. year, Joel. Pop it under the tree.
1: wrap it up everyone (laughs) just in time for Christmas they can listen to us agonize over you know killing each other's favorite games
0: yeah if you want to escape your family discussing politics and the state of the nation and whatnot, just come and listen to us we'll be here for you killing our favorite games and feeling really bad the whole time doing it (laughs) alright let's let's wrap this bad boy up
1: alright uh, as always, thank you for listening. If you've reached this point of the podcast, if you want to, you know, you can want to touch base with us, maybe see what we're up to. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Both of those accounts are just dialogue options, which yes. you know keeps it simple, keeps it easy. Yep. Uh, as for individually, if you want to see what Joel's doing, for example, you can follow him on Twitter at Jolymac. Or if you want to see me tweet about stuff, which I think not lately is just been final fantasy 15 and how amazing the food in that game looks you can follow me at lemon man x uh but yeah also it goes without saying if you want to reach out to us offer comments or suggestions or even just tell us a game you think we should play you can email us at uh dialogue options at com. that's the one but uh yeah apart from that thanks for listening guys we'll let our wonderful theme song strike witches get bitches by azure Flux mm-hmm. take us out and uh, we'll see you in 2016 as we get ready for the Nintendo Switch. I mean, 2017, Kyron. 2017. I'm, oh man, it's like <laughs> three in the morning, and I, I'm working ridiculous Christmas hours.
0: So get that up. That is bag. true. That is true. But we will see you next year, guys. 2017. Make the Switch believe. Hi. Bye. <laughs>